Williams here joining us in studio for the sixth time. <laughs> Good time in the studio oh, now. Okay. We are yeah, technically second. Fair I feel enough. like we're related now. That's how Pretty crazy much. this is getting. All right, here we go. So this weekend at Evergreen Race, Raceway. Wait. I'll get this right. Um, the third annual Tony Fisher Memorial Race. Larry, I'm sorry. Take it away again. From modified um, late model street stocks, he pretty much helped out a wide variety of drivers. Go help somebody, go help on a crew, do something. The race to champions at Oswego, he was always up there helping somebody. So right. uh, he was just a local. Everybody kind of uh, knew who he was, you know, and right. uh, like like we're saying on the last attempt, he was just one of those guys that would help anybody out. Anybody right. needed something, anybody needed help in the garage on a Wednesday night, help at the track, help with parts or something, Tony was the first guy there. So uh, his uh, sister currently runs the um, office at the track so he still has some family involved at the speedway so right. uh, like i said this is the uh, third third year that they're having it and this is the uh, first year that they're uh, doing uh twin 25 lap features for the modified so. right well how, how how did the tony pass by the way um he it, it was sudden it was, oh, was it? yeah okay. it was okay yeah it was sudden so uh the twin 25s how'd you guys come up with that package um i I didn't get a hard definite answer. This is why we're doing it. But yeah. usually, like, uh, the modified races are always extra distance laps, 40, 50, 75 laps or so. So uh, I think this is uh, something that they're trying to do to uh, keep it exciting. And it seems like no matter what track you're at, when there's twin features, it not that it gives somebody else a different chance to win, but the guys that always win by saving their stuff, saving tires, saving equipment, that all goes out the window when it's twin 25 right. laps. It's you got to go – from the beginning, flat out the entire race, and uh, kind of uh, ramps up the excitement a little right. bit by having. And as we discussed before, uh, the it's all green lap runs. Yes. So any any type of caution, it it stop. If you're on lap ten and you have to do three caution laps, you're when you go back green, you're still on lap ten. Yeah. Going yep. to eleven. At all the races, all, all the races at Evergreen are like that. Different from NASCAR, like we were saying that if right. NASCAR is you know five hundred laps or whatever, the, right. all the caution laps count at Evergreen. Everything that you see, everything you see advertised lap wise, that's how many green flag laps that the race right. is going to be. Right. Any particular memory that sticks out from many races, as long as you've been doing it up there, that you can remember? That's just. You'll never forget. From the announcing side or the racing side? Yeah, from the I announcing both. side. From the announcing side. Honestly, the last, I know it's very recent, so I don't want to say it's probably like if I sat down and thought about it, but the most recent modified race that we had was a side-by-side -side photo finish between Matt Hirschman and Zane Ziner, which for my money, as long as I've been going to the track, yeah. probably the two best modified drivers at the Speedway. And they were, I mean... Side by side, Hirschman did everything he could. And, I mean, Matt Hirschman wins every single modified race out there. Yeah, Josh can right. tell you about that. Yeah, yeah you don't sure. say. I he's mean, won he's, every race I've seen up there. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, he's gone years almost, I think, undefeated before anybody's beaten him. And he always excels at the extra distance laps because nobody, nobody saves stuff like 
Hirschman, like we were saying, tires, equipment. It seems like in those extra distance, extra lap races, Hirschman just out-tires everybody because he right. knows exactly at what point of the race to go. If right. it's a 75-lap race, it's always that last third, last quarter of the race he's going. Right. He's passing everybody because he saved his stuff the entire race. So with these 25-lap features, not that that's the reason for them, but it's definitely going to kind of bring the field back to him. I mean, he sure as hell could win both races pretty easily. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's just kind of, you know, like I said, something different and uh, something exciting because I – Personally, I always like twin races. I think twin yeah. races are cool, and it's something exciting and something different than the regular, right. just regular yeah, old thirty lap feature, forty right. lap feature, whatever it may be. So, how is the the starting order going to be determined for this? Is it uh, the heat races again? Yeah. But are there is one heat race going to be for one race, and the other one for another race? No, or? all the heats will be. F I, they'll run one. I don't know how they're going to start the second feature okay. yet, but for the first feature, it's going to be like you said, heat races as as normally run. Yep. I'm not sure if handicapping is going to come into a play okay. on which driver was, you know what I mean, yeah, wearing yeah. points or whatever. But, uh, yeah. Um, second, how the second feature will be started. Right. But yeah, it'll be basically through heat races. No no, no time trials, nothing like right. that. Have we uh, figured out weather this this weekend? Last I looked, it, it looked, we got rained out Sunday. Yeah, and I saw that. Yeah, that was disappointing because, you mm -hmm. know, it, the rain just really never came. But, I mean, Saturday yeah. night when they made the call, it was 80% oh, chance for most of the day. Yeah. But then, of course, Sunday it seemed like it cleared. As, as soon as Sunday morning rolled around, yep. it's mere eight hours or so after they made the call, it was right. like the weather completely changed. Yeah. So, knock on wood, hopefully it will be good for this weekend because I really think we're going to have a good car count and a good uh, – good field of entries we've already seen some guys pouring in on the on a, on the evergreen raceway facebook page nice. facebook nice. group coming saying that oh yeah i'll be there this week i'll be nice. there this week so yeah larry i just want to let you know that your uh, announcing partner the mouth checked in on facebook he's watching right now the so. mouth ted grow yeah the pressure oh, grow then. yeah the pressure's, pressure's on, on. <laughs> so you guys like dale jr and rick allen in the booth up there or yeah, I as long as you don't call me Daryl Waltrip, I don't care who you are. <laughs> that's, that's, like, you know, uh, do you say boogity boogity boogity? No, and I, forget I would, half of the words. I would never the say boogity. Trust me, I would yeah. never say. I will. Right, I'll say, say slide job. Hundred times. Please don't say it. Ever. Thanks. <laughs> you gotta say slide job then. Oh, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> Ted you said beautiful weather this weekend. So that's what we like to hear. So we'll trust meteorologist Ted and hopefully. Yeah, meteorologist right. Ted. Indeed. Um. So are you guys doing, like, a play-by-play -play up there together, or how does that work? Yeah, um, well, originally, um, I started announcing up there in 2009 when I was 16, I want to say. So I did it consistently from 2009. Well, I started racing there in 2007 when I was 14. And then um, I kind of transitioned to doing both right about 2009 when they, they needed – actually, Ted was the co-announcer at the time with our original – like, Ted and I both worked with uh, Gene Ostrowski, who was the announcer there for – 15 years or yeah. so so uh ted was sick ted had to have surgery something back in 09 they kind of brought me on and then through the end of that promotion from 09 to 2013 i was the weekly and now i was racing every week and announcing every yeah. week and so did you have a mic in the car with you and you know, <laughs> say, no, it was just a lot of running ted told me that because the, there's well, we're going to talk about the Enduro coming up, but I'm running the Enduro on Sunday. So Ted told me to take the wireless microphone with me if there's any red flags that he's going to come to me and I'll. Oh, like, like in-car like call. Like in-car nice. reporting. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So. nice. But yeah, anyway. Um, tell what we're saying. You and Ted in the oh, booth. Oh, yeah. You and Ted in the booth. Yeah, that's a from up till 2013. I did it every week. I kind of filled in here and there from since then, but this year was the first year that uh, I kind of signed back on full time. And uh, it was – 
me and Ted do the um, announcing from the booth together, and then I do all the Victory Lane interviews and stuff nice, like that nice. with the guys. Yeah, so. we've seen. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen you out there. So tell us a little bit about your racing career then. How yeah, what were you start? running? What, what cars were you running? Mainly, I've run Enduros and the like the four-cylinder hobby yeah. stocks, front-wheel yep. drives or whatever. I uh, I started, like I said, in 2007 running the Enduros. I was 14. I never drove anything in my life. Nice. Never drove a nothing go-kart, wrong with never drove a car, nothing. It was just like, okay, well, there was my, um, my uncle owned ABC Auto Parts down on yep. Route 11. Yep. So one okay. of the guys that he worked with, what, you know, that worked for him was going to race the car, and he's like – I think he had a baby. I, I want to say his wife had was having a baby, went into labor early or something. Right. And he's like, we have this car. Nobody's racing it. So I hounded him for like probably two straight days. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> yeah. let me drive it. Let me, let me drive it. Let me on. drive it. Give me the keys. Yeah, basically. Yeah, give yeah. me the keys. And and it just kind of snowballed from there. I mean, I uh, I won the champion. I won the Enduro Championship at Evergreen in 2013 and finished second in the hobby stock points at Evergreen wow. that year. Nice. So nice. we were running every weekend at Evergreen. And yeah. Then, uh, I won... I've won once at Mahoning in 2013 in the mm-hmm. in the four cylinders, and yep. then uh, I won an enduro at Grandview in a 2014. So I have a couple oh, nice. wins. Yeah, nothing yeah, cool. you know, nothing nothing to shake a stick at, but it's it's just a good more time. wins than I have. So how did you uh, how did you do in that first race when you horrible? I got, <laughs> I got I got black flagged, but it wasn't from the track. It was my grandfather went up to the turn two flagger. And it's like man. He's going to get somebody killed out there. <laughs> get him out of there. Yeah, I probably, you know, we'll try this again next time. A regular was, Quinn Hoof. So you basically yeah. got parked by your grandpa. Yeah, grandpa said, okay, that's yeah. enough. It was right about lap halfway. I think, I, like, lap 50 of 100. I want to say I was in five wrecks. And the announcer at the time who was helping Gino, Mike Odwozny, he uh, deemed me the uh, whirling dervish that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep I was going to say, like, the, uh, was it Tony Stewart, Regan Smith, uh, Dart with no feathers. Oh, dart, yeah, absolutely dart. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep, for sure. Dart without feathers. That's funny. So this uncle that you're talking about with the race car, that's Mr. Excitement himself, Jimmy Spencer? I have the – if I drew you the, the uh, family tree, like it's almost hard for me to explain. <laughs> yeah. That was my uncle Mark who owned ABC, okay. and his son Marky still races in the uh, four-cylinders and, and the Enduros and stuff. Jimmy is my grandfather's first cousin. Okay. They're about the same age. Gotcha. They kind of grew up together. So Jimmy's dad – and my great-grandfather, who was a promoter at Evergreen in the late 70s and early 80s, kind of started the family in racing. Right. So, I mean, there's been countless uncles, cousins, oh, yeah. you know, brothers, yeah. everything that's been, you know what I mean, that's, yeah. that's raced at Evergreen or, or raced elsewhere. So it's like I, I had no chance. There was not anything else I was going to do in life right. because right. I right. can go on the track as long, that's as, what you gotta do. as long as I can remember. I still have my first little trophy from third place in the big wheels race. <laughs> oh, really? 99 at the track. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it's, at least you didn't get parked in that one. Yeah, yeah. no, that was – I guess I was better at – seven than i was at 14 <laughs> <laughs> maybe the big wheels are just easier yeah i'd say so and as we talked about before we got on the air here you said you were in timmy hill's wedding yeah that's yeah God, well, i see my hat <laughs> motorsports but uh, yeah um i'm friends i i've met so many people through racing like i like you know you say oh well i wouldn't be here without this or with i mean i met my my wife was my wife's first cousin was married to scott adams yeah so that's why i met her through there i mean i've met just countless amount of through people, people through, yeah. yeah through racing through i mean i met timmy hill through twitter yeah it was just that's one cool. of those things where we had you know a couple mutual friends or whatever we got into a group chat and it just snowballed into like you said i was at his wedding and i got the spot for him two years ago at watkins Glen. that's awesome man. The that's so race. cool so, yeah that's it's cool. just it's just crazy like sometimes yeah. it's just like 
do I really know these people? Like, do I really get to do all this cool stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I, like I said, without racing, I don't know what I'd be doing, where I'd be, what I'd have. If you, yeah, right. you know absolutely, I mean? just man. Completely. Absolutely. And you know the thing about Timmy Hill is he seems like a genuinely good guy. Oh, dude, he's great at i racing. Just can't catch a break in the Cup Series and get a decent ride uh, for some reason. Yeah, he's he's the best. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I've met a countless amount of drivers or whatever. Timmy's the kind of guy that would absolutely do anything for anybody yeah you know right. what i mean and just talk to i've been, i've seen him at poke like for instance last year at pocono i've seen just some guy from because timmy's from maryland i seen some guy from maryland just say hey you know you know fellow fellow guy from maryland blah 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 timmy stood there for 15 minutes talked to the guy never met the guy in his life didn't know who the guy was but he yeah. came over introduced himself had his kid there to just talk chat with him i've seen that so almost every time i go to the track whether it be pocono dover wherever with timmy he always goes out of his way to talk to people that or just fans, or just, yeah. you know, like, if you That's guys awesome. had a pit pass or whatever, he would come right over and talk to right. you, and he's, like I said, a legitimately good dude. Right. That was, like, awesome. uh, the other day, it wasn't Timmy, it was Matty D. Um, he saw somebody standing out in front of the track with a sign, Matty D, will you sign this? And he stopped, took pictures with him and everything. Yeah, that's what it's he about, He seems man. like a nice guy like that, too. Yeah, like, no, you know. for sure. From the things that I've heard about Matt, too, because, like I said, somehow with the friends that I made, John Wood from the Wood Brothers is another one of the guys that I'm pretty close with talk to on a fairly regularly basis and uh, he said the same thing about matt he's just cool. come what you see on tv is, is, is yeah. that's who he is that's you know, awesome that's, that's always really, great to hear and see that going yeah on. that it's not a not a, it's front, not a not show an act, yeah, right absolutely exactly. just a down-to-earth good dude right so to circle back to what josh said about timmy hill you know being the man at iRacing do you ever do iRacing have you beat him I've never, I don't, I've never dabbled in it. I've had friends, friends of Timmy's as well, you know, mutual friends of ours. They've hounded me for years. Man, why don't you get iRacing? Why don't you get started on it? It's really, you know, we'll give you setups. We'll give you help or whatever. I'm like, I don't have enough hours in the day yeah. to get my pieces of junk in real life to the track <laughs> to get a little fire up a computer when I get done to try right. to hop yeah. on iRacing or whatever. But I, I mean, I enjoy watching it, you know, on yeah. everybody's Twitch streams. Yeah. I, mean, I have plenty of friends that do it, plenty of friends that I've met that are real big into the iRacing and just... I got the setup at home, and yeah. I dabble in it. You know, I say I haven't had my subscription, though, for like a year, ever since I moved to my new... Well, it's actually over two now since I moved to the new house, and I just, every weekend, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to sign back up, and like you said, just other shit happens. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I just never sign up. Now, Larry, your initiation on the show has to be ask. You have to ask Dale how many solar panels he has on his house. Yeah, true. <laughs> how many solar panels? 64. <laughs> wow, that's, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Everybody could, uh, goes through it. Everybody goes through I could it. Provide the electricity for the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. You're a team player, Dale. You yeah. Appreciate he doesn't that. though. Oh, well, he doesn't. But he could. No, he's he could. Selling Eventually he will. Money Eventually he will. Now, Larry, if we could shift gears for a moment here, no pun intended. Um, who do you root for in the Cup Series? Well, besides Timmy, and the Wood Brothers too, obviously through the yeah, connection well, yeah. there. Right. Ryan Blaney, I'd say, would be my one guy that I root for. Actually, when he won at Pocono three years ago. I had passes through the Wood Brothers to go be the race, so I got to go to Victory Lane. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, which was like the that was the coolest thing yeah, I've ever been yeah, a part of for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, for the I did the hat dance, you know what I mean? Yep. The pictures and everything nice. like that. So that was That's crazy. Yeah. So Ryan Blaney will always have, you know, and he'll always be my guy just for that reason. Like, yeah. you know, we as he was congratulating the, the crew and stuff, I kinda like bumped into him and said, Oh, good job, Ryan, and, you know, he shook my hand or whatever. So awesome. that was yeah, that was that's legit. Awesome. That was real cool. Josh actually just had a uh we uh, we go on at racingbids.com on Facebook. Okay. What a and moment once in a while, we'll uh, bid on some stuff, or uh, they do like a mystery box here and there. And uh, Josh's first time on getting a mystery box. What, uh, which car did you get? I got a Ryan Blaney autograph color chrome. First, okay. First, first car I ever bid on. Dickies one, right? Yeah, the yeah. Dickies one. Oh, I know which one. The the, uh, the uh, blue one, blue right? One. Yeah. Yeah. Car, yeah. Actually, 
Never been on a diecast in my life. First mystery box. This is the first one I got. Matty D's Matty from D autograph, autograph yeah. and everything. Both of us. I have first diecast autographed. I have so many diecasts. Like I'm real big into diecasts. Yeah, I just so want he a, is too. I just want a Kyle Larson door number color chrome autographed oh, uh, okay. on a raffle the other day. Oh, that was oh on a raffle. On I was gonna a, say yeah. because those door numbers are crazy and those exactly. prototypes oh, yeah. like the money for those are just absolutely yep. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, it was ten dollars for spot. I bought two and ended up winning. Oh, you can't beat that. No, man. you can't. I'm slowly building a collection. I'm a Brad Kozlowski fan, but if I see a nice car, like I even told Dale earlier, the Mountain Dew car that Chase Elliott's going to run this weekend, yep. I might buy that. And win in. It's a sweet-looking ride. I'm what? not saying my pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Robbie Gordon's my big. That's my all-time yeah. favorite driver. Oh, yeah, so I have, a, I have a lot of Robbie Gordon die nice. cast. Nice. So you big into the Super Truck series? Oh, yeah. That's that's my favorite form of racing is the state of Super Trucks. Yeah, I love those, too. Like. I love when he's always like live on Facebook where they have like oh. the parking lot UTV races. And I shit. watch he, on on Wednesday night. Oh, tonight he has those um, cause UTVs. He's, yeah, yeah, on the speed UTV. I don't know a damn thing about UTVs. I am not the target audience. I'm not who he's trying to sell to. I watch the hour long thing just to hear him talk. Yeah, because I mean the, <laughs> the amount of information and the stuff that, that guy knows about mm -hmm. it's insane. Yeah, I think the last one I saw actually, uh, Sheldon Creed was participating in it. Yeah, she well, Sheldon, a, Sheldon, Robbie, yeah, yeah, Robbie had Sheldon under his wing for years, yeah. and I was psyched when Sheldon won that truck race a couple weeks ago. That was yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's been so close for so many times. Well, I know Dale will love this. Robbie Gordon was just on the Dale Jr. download, so I hate Dale Jr. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our buddy Johnny Glow wants to know. Uh, he wants you to tell us about the horrible crash that you witnessed at Daytona a few years ago. When do you guys remember Kyle Larson? Well, yeah, you would. Do you remember? No, Kyle I don't Larson? remember Kyle. Yeah, Larson. he, he does. Kyle Larson's accident at the at the nationwide race. The Clorox 32. Yes, when he went through the fence. Yep. My brother was one of the 20 whatever people that got hit with debris that day. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Like if you go on the YouTube video of like the stand view, you could see me. I'm wearing a bright orange um bright orange Speed Energy t-shirt. I'm going to do that and right now. And that's me. Yeah, like from the stand view. So yeah, my brother like I said, he had a real small scar on his cheek, but luckily, I mean, I I thought we were dead that day, honestly, cuz all of a sudden you see Parts flying through the fence. Yeah. Tire, the the uh, tire that landed in the stands was landed four rows behind us. Wow! Jeez. Like, uh, dude, it was wow. out of this world. Like, what did your brother get hit with? I don't. I it, I honestly don't know. It was a piece of something that had to be real small because he just had a little gash yeah. on his. I think two stitches, three stitches. He even might have got from it or whatever. But so what he has a story from like it? when it hit. It sounded like a bomb went. Honestly, it sounded like a bomb went off because yeah. it was just so loud and all of a sudden and it's just. Debris and sheet metal everywhere. and everything. Do you, how do you look it up? What do you got to type in? Uh, just Kyle Larson. Yeah, Kyle Larson, Daytona, Nationwide. See, I don't really Rex. remember that incident because I just started getting into the oh, Xfinity was, Series the last few years. Yeah, it, it, it ripped the entire front clip off the car. Well, the, the way you're and, describing it, it sounds like when Austin Dillon went into the yes, fence. Yes, it, yeah. it was real similar yeah. to that. I, I want to say Austin. 2013? Yeah. I want to say Austin's was uh, worse. Right. Because I, I think his motor made it into the grandstand. Yeah, that, yeah, that and that was only what two or three years after the mm -hmm. Larson deal. So there yeah. was a, there was a couple really close calls at Daytona. Oh, I'm sure. Well, we had one this year. Oh huh? yeah, this Ryan past year. Was lucky oh, yeah, to be right. alive. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. was that was another close call. So yeah, the past couple of years of Daytona has been a real crapshoot. Yeah. yeah. Well, it always is. It's always who's going to finish the race with three wheels. Yeah, and that's yeah, <laughs> that's and that's the thing goes. with with Timmy Hill too. He always seems to be up the front in those. Yep plate races because he knows how to keep the fenders on it and keep the car out there and yep. he always like he finished third in the xfinity race this year at the yeah Arizona, absolutely so. right so let's uh circle back to the evergreen that's um, what i'm that's what i'm here for i can yeah. just, <laughs> I we can talk nascar all day I, long I shoot well, I mean, you guys I, all night yeah yeah you're welcome to stay for the rest of it uh but let's circle back to evergreen quick um you mentioned the enduro you're going to run this weekend I hear there's something special going on for the enduros this weekend though yeah for the first time ever we're using the um 
the uh, inner o the inner loop, we'll call it at the track, oh. and uh, they put it in last year for the um, drift competitors because Evergreen's real oh, yeah. big. They just the did that a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. they had the, the first drifting. drift event. Well, I'm gonna say two or three weeks ago. So what they're gonna do for the enduro is they're gonna have 75 laps on the normal track, and then okay. I guess from now this is from how I understand it. I didn't get hard. You know, this is how we're going to yep. do it. But from what my understanding is, they're going to do 75 laps on the oval, throw the red flag out, and then the last 50 laps of the race are going to be utilizing the inner loop. So you're going to come off. You guys have been there. So you're yeah. going to come yeah. off a of turn two and then make the hard left-hand corner and, into yep. the inner loop, make the hard right, and then another left back out onto the track. So that's, that's I've awesome. never done a road course before. Yeah, so that's, that's the number great. one thing on my list of things to do. Doing a road I've run you know dirt races. I've run a couple races in New Jersey, you know, You've, all over. Yeah. But I've never done a road course. So as soon as they – You've spotted for a road course. Spotted yeah, for a road course. Never it. raced yet. Yeah, yeah, never been in one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited about that. And we're dragging I, four cars we're taking, four enduro oh, wow. cars to the race on Sunday. Nice. So we'll have nice. – Hopefully, I have a pretty decent shot to win it. What time does everything start? What time uh, is gate? It's open, all that. Ten thirty, the uh, pits open. Grandstands open at noon. Um, practice starts at twelve thirty, and racing starts at two o'clock. Nice. Two o'clock nice. heat races, and it's the twin. Like we said, it's the twin twenty-five lap modified races. Um, the uh, factory stocks, the four cylinders, and the street stocks are on the card, okay. as well as the enduro. So the enduro is yeah. at the end of the day. So are they going to run one of the twenty-fives first in the? Line up and then finish with another one. I'm 90% sure Ted, actually, we, we were talking about, posted the running order today. So let's let's not just have any kind of reckless speculation. Let's just yeah give it to you. Oh, well, we're always off it. the cuff here. So. <laughs> yeah. So two, heat races start at two o'clock. Like I said, with four. Okay. So the running order is the features are they're going to have the first modified feature, then the factory stocks, which are running 20 laps. The street stocks are running 30. The regular four cylinders are running 25. And then the second modified feature is 25 laps. So they're having five features, two of them being modified. So the mods are going to start the day, and they're going to end the day, well, end the day before the enduro, right. which right. will be at the end of the show. I think Ultra cool. City's running, right? Yeah, I think Brandon's running. Where have yeah, they been? Nice. Do you guys know? They haven't been around the last, last couple of weeks. They were at a yeah. graduation party last week, right? Yeah, the, I think uh, the heat. Was a factor for this. Yeah, one. no, I understand. I mean, yeah. but Jay won the championship last year, yeah. so I thought he would be. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I think I, I think know. they said the heat was going to be a factor for these couple. Well, I mean, I'll be honest weeks. with you guys. I've done it. There's nothing worse than points yeah. racing. There's yeah. absolutely nothing because there's uh, no matter what, come hell or high water, you got to be there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yep. If you're going for a championship, you got to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did read something um, since we're talking about the heat a uh, couple weeks ago when that was really hot. Was there some drivers that were affected by that heat? And Yeah, Brock Brown, who, back to, I'm kind of related to everybody. Brock Brown's <laughs> one of my cousins, too. He's a Spencer through, he's a, his uh, grandmother was a Spencer, so mm -hmm. he's, you know, related as well. He was in rough shape. I mean, it was that was that Sunday where it was like 95 degrees, 98% yeah. humidity. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was in rough shape after. I didn't even get to do the interview with him because he was just so drained because it, it was a 50 lap street stock race but it hit the time limit so that he was in the car they were in there racing for almost an hour because how the time limit works so you know we said in one of our first takes yeah <laughs> was this year it's been in the rule book for the past couple years but new but the new race director uh, tommy vitale he's only he's green it's yeah. only like his fifth show um being race director he implemented the rule right from opening day to where if a race is out of hand because 
I mean, they have a tendency to get really out of We've hand. seen people get sparked. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know. So what, how they're doing it is however many laps the race is, you know, 30 laps, like street stocks this week, 30 laps or 30 minutes. So whichever okay. comes first. And a couple times this year, we've actually already have hit the limit. Like I said, a couple weeks ago in that street stock race. And I want to say last weekend or the weekend prior, there was a there was another race that uh, hit the time limit. Yeah, I know well. it was getting right. close on the modified race when we were there that one weekend. Yeah, and, and I mean, and. Of course, the modifieds are the last one you want to cut because yeah. that's what everybody's coming up exactly. for. You know, that's right. that's the main attraction. That's the big right. show. And the last thing you want to do is drag people's feet, you know, and put them at the end of the day when everybody's been out in the sun all day, beaten down in the heat. But they put up canopies a uh, couple weeks ago, six, like, massive. Ma they almost look like carports. Yeah. Okay. They're so big. So uh, you could fit a, a whole bunch of people underneath there. So from the, nice. from the response from the people that were sitting underneath those canopies, they said it helps a ton because, yeah. I mean, on those metal bleachers, it's like frying oh, yeah. on yeah. a magnifying yeah. glass. Yep. Crack know, an egg and, you know, you'll yeah, have oh, scrambled for, eggs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, any other questions for Larry? I'm, I'm anything else you want to bring up, you want to talk about? Um, anything you had to bring up? Well, I think we need to end the segment with, again, reminding the fans that this Sunday, right, Sunday? Sunday, yep, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Sunday, third Sunday, annual Sunday. Tony Fisher Memorial Race at Evergreen Raceway. Um you know, one of the things in racing, I'm sure if you've watched, you know, support your local short tracks. Evergreen's yeah, closest to us. Uh, you know, they make their money by fan admission, as I'm sure Larry will attest to. And, uh, you know, if you guys don't go, they're not making any money. So get up there, support. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a good seeing time. some live racing. Yeah, no doubt. And good it's, food. it's, it's great close, time. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's like it's fairly close for, I mean, no matter where you're at, if you're Scranton, if you're right. Hazleton, you know, if you're down here where Still we are. Still closer like, than going to, like, Port Royal and all that. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah I mean, like, even even Big Diamond. Like, yeah. it's way closer than going to Big yep. Diamond or Penn Can on a Friday night or whatever. Yep. So Sunday afternoon. And luckily, we've been, all things considered, the heat, the late start of into the year we've been getting out of there fairly at a reasonable hour like i said right. the racing starts at two o'clock i think seven seven thirty the shows have been completed in and that's yeah. with yeah. the added added distance laps because yeah. i mean in years past there would be you know like in a full season there'd be let's say 10 big races well now in this condensed season because we couldn't get started until a month and a half ago yep. it seems like every week now there's a big race right you know like last week was supposed to be the um, second evergreen modified race the week prior was the big mods now this week's the big mods so it's like every week now there's almost either whether it be like like we said the tony fisher memorial we have a another memorial coming up in a in a september for a guy that we lost a couple uh, a couple months ago tom Casagrande. so he's having the first annual tom Casagrande memorials coming up september 6th i want to say so like okay. labor day weekend and but then everything in between there there's just extra distance extra yeah. lap races so yeah that's great so you know one of the things though that i remember seeing that was supposed to happen last week was the drift expedition is that going to happen this week or is that kind of on hold until yeah, i'm not sure if it's happening this week with the because like last week really that's why they had the enduro on the schedule for last week too because there was no extra distance big money okay. race so it's kind of like okay, well, they almost had a little bit of time to play with, but now with these twin, true, with these true, twin true. modified races and everything, it's like it's going to be, there's going to be less time to do everything, especially with this 125 yeah, lap yeah. enduro at the right. end of the day. So I'm sure they're going to have it again. Okay. I just don't know if it's going to be. I didn't hear anything about if it's going to be this week. Yeah, we'll have to look out for My that. My money's on Travis Pastrana for that. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I seen some videos from that. That looks pretty cool up there. Like, yeah. Do you do you announce for that at all? No, or? no. I've no. I've been to one of them. It was kind of like an exhibition. It wasn't a whole thing. But I heard that they get like a crazy amount of people. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a giant party for, for like the. Oh weekend. yeah, for sure. And that's what it is. And like that's when cool. they have those drift events, it's like the whole weekend. Like it starts Friday night after work, and they're still drifting Sunday night. Wow. What are they drifting? Like streetcars? Yeah. 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 Any kind of like you know wow. any ba- well pretty much rear wheel drive stuff you know like the one guy had yeah like the one guy had a had an old chevy pickup like an s10 pickup i was gonna say i'm bringing my truck (laughs) (laughs) well remember the old nos energy commercial where they've stuck the bottle on the wall of the racetrack and it might have been pastrana actually no that was uh ken block you're talking about it it took the lid off have you guys ever seen an enduro um, not on a road course, but I've seen them. Like, you've, you've seen yeah. the regular Enduros. There's nothing like them. I mean, because no. it's there's no caution flags. It's just and right. it's I mean, it's the most basic. Whose Honda Civic is that out front? <laughs> That's well, it's my wife's. Perfect car. It's my wife's. It's a '98. I have a '98 four door that we're running on. Sunday. Jay's already trying exactly. to buy that. Yeah, Jay's so. trying. Yeah. Oh, Jay's oh, been yeah. trying oh, to get yeah. that. For, That's what he runs, right? Yeah. yeah. Jay's been trying to get that for years. So even if there's a car sitting in the middle of the track, no caution. As long as as long as somebody's not in harm's way, like if it like if they're you know. Looks like they're going to get T-bone broadsided. They'll throw the red flag, get get the get guy out of there. And, and then, start up. Yep, and then kind of go start right up. And the same deal. It's 125 No, they laps. leave the car there, right? They haven't. The, I don't know how they're going to do it this year. It seems like sometimes they'll leave it. Sometimes they won't. It, it just all depends. And this is the first one we're having. This was supposed to be the third Enduro, but since the first two got canceled, this is the first one on the, on the year. So Yeah. Yeah, the, these two hooligans were – well, they all three of us were trying to do it, and then I bowed out, but – they want to buy an enduro car that went up for sale on uh, Kevin Kirchner selling a, a Saturn for six hundred bucks. I, I don't know how good it is or not, but yeah, I seen that. I well, I shared it yesterday too. That he yeah, was, uh, it's yeah. old. It's oh, old. is it? Yeah, it's old. I was all ready to get my fire suit and everything. We bet. Uh, we built. We actually built a Civic. Me and my buddy Tony Hilliard. We built a Civic on Saturday in six hours. It was nice. just gutted like all we, we gutted it out, but it had no cage, no seat and anything. And we started at like one o'clock Saturday afternoon when the race was supposed to be last Sunday. Yeah. And we got it all together. By That's awesome. Eight o'clock go, at night. So, I mean, it's real. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. You know what I mean? It's just to throw an enduro together. Like if you're going like what Jay and Brandon do, obviously, it's going to be, yeah. you know, tons of time, money and effort. But an enduro car, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to them. I mean, you yeah. could still the enduro rules. You could still run like a regular stock seat and a lap belt. Yeah. So it's like right. it's basically, you know, from the factory, gut out the interior, a little bit of a roll cage, and that's it, go racing. So It's, it's just like a halo bar, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a halo just above your head and then one door bar to protect yeah. the driver on the driver's side. So it's, I mean, it's dirt cheap. I mean, with that Civic that we bought, I got the car in a trade, so the car didn't cost me anything. I bought the roll bars from Brandon for 80 bucks, so we literally built that car for $80. There's nothing wrong with that. And we're going yeah. racing on Sunday. Nothing wrong with that. No, you, you can't beat it. Yeah, can't. That's what I mean. It's, like, super <laughs> expensive. I mean, but I, like you said, 600 bucks for one, you don't have to do anything to it. Yeah, that. you just right. got it. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's yeah, the roll yeah. cage would be the biggest expense, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, and for the enduro cages, they're fairly – there's a guy in Mountaintop, TJ Capish, who will bend the bars and everything for you. You just put them in yourself. I think he charged, like, 150 180 bucks for the bad. bars. So everything, you know, like I said, it is fairly and, – and, and they're on DOT tires, too. So whatever yeah. tires are on it, you can just run those. You know, you don't have to worry about – like the regular four-cylinders are on uh, Hoosier racing tires. Yeah. So any of, the, any of the weekly classes are on race-specific tires, but the Enduros are just on any 14, right. 15, 16-inch, whatever DOT tires Sold. on your car. <laughs> Tie down my wife. We're going to do it. <laughs> Whoa. Not, you Easy. know, shut up. Don't say that. <laughs> Holy hell. We don't want to know what you do in your spare time. None of your Tim. business. That's your sister, man. Um, Calm down. <laughs> you guys want to take a quick five-minute break and then get into the NASCAR stuff? Yeah, it's up yeah. to you, man. Sounds All right. Good. So, Larry, real quick before we get into the transition here, 
Tell us what, when, and where this weekend yeah, for let's go Evergreen. Over there. Oh, Evergreen. This Sunday, yep. Sunday afternoon, Drums PA. Websites, evergreenracewaypark.com. Facebook pages, Evergreen Raceway. You just hop, you just send, it, uh, send a request to the group. I'm one of the administrators, so I'll hit the accept button. How um, much is it to get in? Uh, I want to say I saw $12 well, the first time. Well, he's looking that up. I'm going to tell you right now, really if you like question. Bristol, if you like Martinsville, if you like Richmond, you're going to love Evergreen because it's even shorter than any of those tracks. Yeah. And there's some good racing that goes yeah, on up there. Yeah, it's third of a mile, like you said, so it's shorter than any of those. Yeah. And my competitor, not this is driver, Larry, not announcer Larry. That road course race is going to be the biggest shit show of all time. I <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Nobody's ever done it. You know I really I mean? hope like, you get up there. Nobody's ever done it. And, and it's so like... We rented the track two months ago when everything was shut down and we couldn't go racing. They were still having, you know, private rentals, yep, you know, yep. X amount of people. That was it. There was a – I took one lap through it, and I locked the right front brake up the first time, and I wasn't even beaten on it. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to go side by side through here. And the Enduros, I mean, and we you usually – some poles down there too to worry about. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you go off the track, they have those big-ass Ute tires set yeah, up yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to hit one of those a ton. And uh, – I'm still looking for I don't see. I don't know if, if they posted it yet. Yeah, I don't think I saw anything with emission or anything. It's probably so. on the website or something, right? Yeah, we'll probably. Keep you, yeah, yeah, we'll keep you like it. I'm checking on the Facebook page right now, and I don't see anything. So we'll we find it at the intermission here. We'll come back on and let you know. But if you're watching live on Facebook, we're going to take a five-minute siesta here real quick. We'll be right back to talk to you about New Hampshire and Michigan.
Keselowski with his new contract. So right. w- let's talk about that a little bit here before we get into the rest of that uh, Loudon recap. Um, you know, one of our former co-hosts kind of basically, uh, you know, put Keselowski in that 48, and the rest of us, I don't <laughs> yeah. think, really did. So uh, He definitely said, you know, Penske was not treating him correctly or – or I yeah. forget what, I forget exactly what he said, but basically something like Penske wasn't treating him right, and that they should have I I guess maybe spent more time on Brad and you know given more stuff to him to do more things and better things and place well, I mean, him better and I, what could, better could they give him that he's got three wins and you know already right. locked in. You'd honestly contract. have to be a complete moron to let a guy with the talent of Brad Kozlowski walk out the door. And yeah, I'm not just saying that because he's my driver, but he's one of the best in the sport. You can't argue that. And Penske's the pinnacle, too. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, there's nowhere – like, you don't go up from Penske. I mean, Hendrick – At this okay. point, no. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, Hendrick's is a lateral move. I mean, mm-hmm. Gibbs would even be, in my opinion, a lateral move because Penske's, you know, the pinnacle. I, you know, Roger Penske's right. won everything, everything, you know, so it's like – Look what Kyle Busch is doing. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. enough. Practice yeah. is killing him, man. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um. Finishing out the top five, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick. Uh, you know, Kevin Harvick was going for, what, his third straight New Hampshire win, I think? I believe so. Yeah. So came up a little short there, but, you know, he's got the four wins on the season, so he's not hurting him points at all for that. And, you know, he still lucks into a top five, I would say. Pretty much lucks yeah. into it for that race because he right. was not running in top five for – I would say probably 75% of it. For I sure. thought he was going to win the way that they were hyping up all the guys potentially oh, yeah. running out of gas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was yep. like the highest guy that, you know, had tires and whatever yep. and uh, pitted later. So I'm like, the way that they were talking, they could only go 85 laps or whatever. Yeah, I'm something. Like, they're already at like lap 87. There's five to go. Are we sure these guys yeah, aren't going to yeah, run out? I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to make it. Well, it's it. funny you mention that. I, I don't know if it, you guys know I follow Formula One a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you do, yeah, Larry. Yeah, bit, but yeah. um, it was kind of crazy Sunday morning, the Formula One race. Uh, second place, Valtteri Botas blows his tire, and Lewis Hamilton's leading the race. And uh, there's on the last lap, his tire shreds as well. But he had like a 30 second lead, like usual at Mercedes, yep. and ends up winning the race, finishing the last lap, about three quarters of the last lap with a blown tire. So, like, you're talking about lucking into it, you know, running out of gas, possibly. Right. That actually almost happened on Sunday, too. And I always enjoy, like, strategy races like that. Field mileage races, weather races. I always – I don't know. It's just something about them that just, you know, brings an added excitement to where it's – rather than just Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin just absolutely demolishing everybody. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it's been most of the season. Yeah, right, absolutely. So anytime you could sprinkle in a little bit of – Something like that, whether it be weather, tires, or, yeah. you know, late race caution or something where some guy stays out. I always love stuff See, like I, that. See, I would rather, like, the, the rain delay races and stuff like that where you're fighting to get to a certain point, yeah. and there's no – there's nothing on the wall that says, okay, this is the end point. Yeah. Those are when I really enjoy it, but, like, the fuel mileage at the end of the race – that to me is right. uh, hit or miss if it's going to be good or. I would say that it's definitely gimmicky, but it's something different. You know what I mean? It like, is. It is. And it's hard to believe on a one mile racetrack like Loudon, but I think they mentioned it on the broadcast. If you run out in turn two, there's no guarantee you make it back to the start finish line for a track that small. Yeah, no I, doubt. I mean, so. well, really, it's there's there's really no banking to kind of keep no. it up there. You right. know what I mean? It's it's so flat that. And I have to be honest, I I was surprised Brad was able to make it at the end there i thought for sure and he, he is one of the best at saving fuel he always has been right yeah, he always has been but i mean honestly i was surprised he made it because when he pitted 
I didn't think he would have enough to make it to the end, but he proved me wrong. He had enough for a burnout and everything. So a couple little notes here that came out after the fact. Uh, Keselowski, Reddick, Truex, they all had loose lug nuts. Boyer actually got a stiffer penalty. Johnny Klossmeyer suspended for the first Michigan race. Yep. And uh, Hit two. good old uh, Zippy. Zippadelli's going to take over as a crew chief. Man, so. the guy, oh, okay. I didn't see Zippy's going to take over. Catch a break, over. man. I, I love Clint Boyer, man, and he just cannot catch a break. Well, he's got one of the me. best to ever do it on the pit box this week, so we'll see what happens. I don't know if, you have, if you've listened to the show at all before, Larry, but we, we made a – what was it, for the first Pocono race? Yeah, the first Pocono race. I had said uh, before the Pocono race at Pocono, we were – all three of us – well, four of us at the time were supposed to be in Pocono in the infield. Right. And I was supposed we were supposed to go uh, live and everything for the, the podcast and – I was supposed to basically be sitting at like a little table, two different hats, and of who I was going to pick for my driver since I'm a Jimmy fan. Okay. Since Jimmy's retiring this year and blah, 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 all that. And I said, you know, if uh, Chase Briscoe isn't up next year, then I'm going to go with Clint Boyer. It might be the same ride. Like it might be, that's you know what I mean? Like I might, might not might have be... to change a hat. Yeah, right. That's it. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to change a hat because <laughs> I'm going to, I got a 14. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not he's not gonna be in the fourteen car. Kyle Larson is. Well, we talked about this last week. It's gonna be a, a tight crowd at, at Stuart Haas Racing because there's rumors that they may drop three teams. And, you know, Eric Amarola brings a sponsorship with Smithfield, you know, Kevin Harvick's not going anywhere. Harvick, Almarola, Larson. Especially after team. after hearing the comments from Ford, um Pacres posted that one thing this week saying I forget who it was, but Something about going to uh, Edsel Ford and asking a question about drivers and stuff like that. And one of the things that was said is... Is that the quote you sent us? Yep. I don't care if the person's bringing money to the table or a marketing gimmick. So marketing, being that he mentioned marketing, he doesn't care if a sponsor wants him at all. So to me, that says if a sponsor doesn't want him, a.k.a. Kyle Larson, losing sponsors because of dropping the N-bomb, um, to me, that is a clue that Kyle Larson is going to be in a Ford next year. That's really scary for my rooting interest because, like, the Wood Brothers, half the season is sponsored by Ford. So if yeah. they're going to move some money from, you know what I mean, if, if they're going to make Ford's, that happen yep. for mm-hmm. But, like you said, luckily, if it is Stuart Haas, I mean, I don't see Larson coming back either. That's just – I don't know if he has the de- – I don't know if he, he has the, he, the desire oh, I think to he come has, back. I think he has the desire. I just think that – NASCAR needs to be okay with it. You're right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Here's the thing from my perspective. As stacked as that team that Dale just laid out for you was, I think if we're thinking about this long term, the better answer is get Amarola the hell out of there and put Chase Briscoe in that car. Well, hold on, though. You're talking about dropping Amarola, but I'm talking long term. And, you know, nine straight top tens. he I'm might be saying. the new Jamie McMurray. Remember how McMurray was terrible oh, for every year and until it was a, a, a contract year? One then all of a sudden in that yard. contract year, it's like, boom, he's just rolling yeah, off. Yeah, where'd that. he come from? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Casey Kane was notorious for that. Yeah, yeah that's the same thing. Maybe that's what Al Marola He won is. the Brickyard just... in Daytona in the same season. So. Yep. And, that, I, and the second Charlotte race McMurray did. He won three races that year in 2010 or whatever, and he made it all the way through, what, 20? 17 was McMurray's last year, so he parlayed those yeah. three wins. It's a, a, another seven years because right. he was almost on his way out then. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm on record of saying that, to me, personally, if Amarola doesn't win a race this year, he should still be on the hot seat. I don't think he will be because he brings that sponsorship money. But that's, that's, the other, that's the other big 
thing is it's all and about money. That the it's whole thing. You don't have to have any experience. Nope. If you have the money, like, the, yeah, who is, are you just about to bring up? Yeah, because he said as much after the race. He said, you know, I, I can't compete with these guys that are buying their way into rides. Like, they bring all these sponsorship dollars, and it's almost like talent's out the window for the most part. If this guy could bring X amount of dollars or sponsors in. And that's the thing, too. It's like driver's salary is a big thing, too. Right. Like, I know for sure I've heard from a couple different people that I know that that's the biggest reason why Matt Kenseth got pushed from the 20 for Eric Jones is because yeah, – Which was Kenseth, ridiculous. Yeah, was Kenseth was doing it for, I don't know, let's say $3.5 million. And some of those guys are only making 500000 No, I say only, but only, only. making 500000 yeah. a only. year. Right. You know what I mean? Only As opposed to the <laughs> – Dale's got sound effects. Got Sad, sound you know, only five hundred thousand. Only five hundred. Only, only half a mil. That's <laughs> it. That's it. But but you know what I'm saying? Like the guys like Kislowski, obviously established Cup guys, right. are going to command a whole hell of a lot more money than Eric Jones or Chase Briscoe trying to get into the Cup Series, somebody right. like that. Right. You're going to get them way cheaper. So yeah. if so if you think that let's say Almarola, he could run eighth every week. If you think Briscoe could run twelfth or thirteenth, why the hell would you be paying uh, Almarola two million dollars when Briscoe will do it for? pennies on yeah. you know a yeah. quarter of the half, price yeah or half or a yeah, quarter right. or something right but absolutely briscoe right. doesn't bring the sponsorship dollars to the table. that's yeah right. that's the right. thing too i mean how many races have you seen chase briscoe in the xfinity series with ford on it yeah. right with ford on the car ford performance or that ford or that driving school yeah. deal that they have yeah. on it now or whatever it's well like, like josh has brought up before with every it's every no matter who it is you go from uh kyle bush to i mean quinn hoof anybody <laughs> well that's why it, quinn it's, all the, same, it is, it's all the same it's all the same interview Yep, this, uh, you know, Ford, blah, 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 every time. Yep. They have well, to say to sponsors every time. I was just going to say, though, in typical Brad Kozlowski fashion, this is one of the reasons why he's my driver, he came out and said, uh, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about a job that I have that I love doing every day because I know there's a ton of people out there that don't have a job right now. Yeah, that was very nice to say. So, I mean, not many very, drivers are going to say that. Very classy to say that. Nice. I mean, when he said that, I'm like, okay, he gets it. I mean, plus just, he's too ugly to be in a Hendrick car. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest here. He is. He's not the pretty boy. No, no. Besides Kyle Busch, he's probably the ugliest guy in the I garage. mean, I mean, if we're going to be honest, uh, in my opinion, Brad Keselowski looks like he's a, he's a donkey. Or he has a, a horse. He has a, a horse, face yeah, of a donkey. Brady Quinn's long lost cousin. He has but a I have small. To say. So wait, you're he's saying he, he has he a small touch of downs, I'd say. <laughs> He might know. be hooking up with a dragon in the next strike. He might be. Yeah, he might be. He, he, I, the last thing I expected here was a Brady Quinn reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the last thing I yep. expected. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! A good race car driver, though. So. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. Well, that's yeah. the one thing with him, though, too. And before we get off this topic, um, he didn't. To me, the reason, like why he was having that trouble with getting this contract signed and there was so much uncertainty. Sponsorship. He doesn't have the companies to back him. Right. Like, you know, he fell into Miller Lite with signing into that car and, and now, now they're Miller down Lite's to one gone. race. So he never really brought a ton of sponsorship money to the table. It right. was always just talent. That's yeah, all even... he has the raw talent. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he doesn't have the money. That's why I don't, I didn't see him ever going to that 48 car because yeah. They're going to need some sponsorship. And it's getting to the point where he might have to put his own company on, on the car. Right? You just bought a company a few years ago, some kind of 3D imaging, something or other. I forget what exactly it is, but he uh, you know, might come to that as far as sponsorship goes. Right. Dale's kind of leading me down this path earlier, and I know why, but Eric Almarola finishes seventh, which is <laughs> ninth straight top ten. Probably goes back to when I said he sucks. It's not like I wrote this or anything. <laughs> yeah, Dale didn't do this. But uh, 
I'm still saying if he doesn't win a race, he should be on the hot seat. Um, second time in the last four races, the two rookies finished in the top ten. Cole Custer, who is, I'll tell you what, I don't want to say he's on a tear just yet, but he is catching some fire here as we head into the last few races before the playoffs, and Tyler Reddick finishes tenth. I mean, honestly, he's in the playoffs, so. And Christopher Bell had a good car until he wrecked. He did yep. until, uh, you know, the tire Custer's, Custer surprised the hell out of me this year. I yeah. didn't think he was going to run halfway, halfway decent even as opposed, you know what I mean, compared right. to the other guys. Especially even the way the year short. started. Yeah, yeah for and sure. Then, well, he was know, my he rookie just... of the year pick. Started off crappy, and now look at him. Yeah. Won a race. Still, I mean, my boy John Hunter, that's that's still my favorite. But yeah, I'd like honestly, me some John Hunter, too. I just think that car's awful. Oh, I, I think if you that put him in a better terrible. car, though, he'd have a lot better finishes and... He, even in that car, some of the races, he was right there at the end, Talladega. He was the one that actually basically, I remember. Well, I should say, caused the wreck at the end. because yeah. I thought he was going to win the race. I, I, I really thought he was going to win yeah. Talladega. But they, then, I, I've heard from multiple people for, over the time, like even from when he was driving Joe's truck, oh, was yeah. that he was going to be like a Jimmy Johnson type to where he might not light the world on fire in the lower series, but once he gets the cup, they thought that he was going to really stick and really excel in the right situation. Yeah. I mean, he, dr uh, like, and he's drugged some junk front yep. row cars. Just some pretty good runs and some pretty good finishes. Yeah, he's had a right. bunch of, like, you know, 12th to 15th place Yeah, no finishes. doubt. And, like, legitimately running there, too. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like it's one of the races where everybody drops out. Like, he's been running top 15, yeah. which is real surprising. And for the equipment he's in, McDowell's been quietly having a decent season as well. I mean, I really think that alliance with Stuart Haas is helping that team a hell of a oh, lot. Oh, sure. And, who knows? Next that, year. That know. might be Chase Briscoe in, that, in the that's 34. Exactly. Like you might see Briscoe in one of those Alliance cars like right. that if something comes up. Because, well, we mentioned about uh, Clint Boyer's struggles and stuff like that and how Larson might end up in that. Um, not to get ahead of ourselves here, but there's the talk of Bubba Wallace and moving on. Well, one of the things that I read was Richard Petty said that he's been approached by high-name Big name drivers to fill that seat. Kyle Could Bush. that be Clint Boyer? You know, <laughs> could be Eric Jones. Could be Eric. Could Jones. be. That's that's yeah. another one. I think Eric Jones is going to the forty-eight. That's my pick for for well, that ride. I, I laid that whole thing out in a text message the <laughs> yeah, other day. I, I should go back and read. I it. hope it's there. I, I I think the world of Eric Jones. I think Eric they, Jones yeah. is really really good. See, to me, he's been a disappointment, but he had pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah, no doubt about I mean, it. Yeah. Why? Everybody kind of forgets shoes about are doing excellent. At <laughs> Chip Ganassi right now. He's. Right? The, I just think Kenseth is bringing up Kenseth. I just think he's done. Yeah. I don't know why. Of all the you know of of all the people that Ganassi could have brought in, Ross well, Chastain under contract. Well, we know why Chastain year. isn't in there because he, he had the contract with Colleague. He'd have to pay out Colleague. And I think then Kenseth's keeping. He also warm. had the with Spire to run those couple races, right. even though it was under a Ganassi car. But it's almost like like you know like we were saying. There's so many different. Um, guys out there to where if it's me and if I'm Chip Ganassi and if I'm looking at the end of the year, okay, sure, I have Ross Chastain under contract, but if Eric Jones is out there or if Jones wins a couple races before the end of the year and somehow Christopher Bell slips through the cracks, there's no way you're going to take Ross Chastain over one of those two guys. Right. And here's the thing. Right. I guarantee you if you told Chip Ganassi before he made the move that Matt Kenseth was going to run like this, he would have said, all right, put Chastain in there. Because the seat time is more valuable than what Kenseth is doing. Absolutely. He's not doing yeah, anything. definitely. Nothing. Except definitely. in Indy when I picked him the first right. time. Yeah. Right, right. So I was hoping I was going to hit lightning was, twice. <laughs> let me tell you about Indy. Indy, I was so worried. Because do you guys know about the McDonald's streak? No. No. The one person has ever won in the McDonald's car, my cousin Jimmy, in 1994, won two races in the McDonald's car. 
They've been sponsoring a car. Wait, Bill Elliott never won in Bill the Bill Elliott never won in the McDonald's car. Really? Nobody wow. since 1994 has won with the McDonald's as a primary. They might have been yeah. like, you know, an associate or whatever, yeah, a quarter yeah, panel. Right, with, yeah. But as a primary McDonald's car, nobody has won since my cousin Jimmy at Talladega in 94. So No kidding. Tell us that. 26 years? <laughs> 26 years. I don't want to bring, bring up age. You know? Well, well <laughs> let, let's put Bubba in that car and see what happens then. Yeah. Well, the streak's going to continue. He runs McDonald's a couple times I, on the I, 43, I know, I know. so that yeah. counts. I mean, I forget what it – on Twitter, I seen the other couple weeks. I think it was when Kenseth ran second that it's been like – I forget. They laid out like the days, and it's like 7,000 days or something crazy. That's nuts. Since That's crazy. a McDonald's well, car is one. So I always root against the McDonald's car. I don't care who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy thing about Kenseth is his best race was his first race at one of the toughest tracks, Darlington. Right. Well, that second a, best because he didn't finish second in that right. race. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I absolutely know what you're saying, though. But, but that you're right, the, though. That was his incredible. best overall. And, and they kept talking about him the whole race, basically. Right. Like, and we know that 42 cars competitive, like Kyle Larson would be in contention to win both races this week. He would have probably had two two wins already this year. Would be my guess at this point. I was looking at racing reference earlier to get my pick ready, and I totally forgot he won three races in a row at Michigan. Yeah. So. You want to pick him this week? Is that what you're saying? I would I would love to pick Kyle Larson. Who picks first this week? uh, Who do you think? I'm getting to that. Uh, To recap the Average Joe's uh, contest. We have to do this. Dale is still officially getting pied. Um, I led the way with Denny Hamlin, get me 54, and, of course, Tim had to be right there in second. Bam. Truex, 46. The Buggy. fans who should have picked Kyle Busch did, in fact, pick Chase Elliott. He got 30. And Dale, once again, bringing up the rear with Matt Kenseth in a measly one point. Hey, now you want to press him? So, fun fact about New Hampshire, it is called the Magic Mile. And I believe on the broadcast, they brought it up. Rick they Allen did. actually got a phone call from Mike Joy about the backstory. Dale, do you know it? Because I, I do. F- That's I why f- I put yeah. it on here. Yeah. Go ahead, tell it. All right. So the reason it is called the Magic Mile is because they used to send every one of the employees through the Magic Kingdom Disneyland That's right. training school. So they wanted them to have the hospitality as Magic Kingdom would. Right. So that's why it is now known as the Magic Mile. I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, they made that announcement during the race. Mike Joy actually called Rick Allen on the air and told him why it was called the Magic Mile. Yeah. Yeah, I only know Mike Joy. He's a wealth of knowledge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and especially the Northeast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Right. You guys ready to hit the pits?
championship i'm assuming right yeah so is he part of the final four essentially is what we're asking well if he's part okay, of the final exactly. four that's a little different yeah, that's a different do, different do we topic. do i think he's gonna win championship no is he the final four yes absolutely Good. well i already let in that i'm throwing up the number one <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're good. that's a good sound effect yeah but just basing it off of the championship being in phoenix Dale, this year, music again. Mm-hmm. i'm I would if I was betting, I'm putting all my money on Kevin Harvick because oh, there's yeah, nobody absolutely. better at Phoenix than no. Kevin Harvick. He's no, he dominates yeah, there. He's dominates. consistently showed year after year. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I mean that he's the man to beat at Phoenix. So absolutely. In the winner take all one race to determine all. Do I think Brad will be in the final four? Yes, I do. Yeah. But it's going to be really tough for anybody to beat Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. It right. is. And right. and the only person that's going to be close would be Denny. I think so too. It. I think you're right. right. What if uh you know they blow a tire? Well, and well, well, in that, yeah, well, in that, that case, Quinn Hoof's going to win. What do you? The, the <laughs> what big you question you? for me he's is he's got to finish at least on the lead lap yeah. once. Does yes. he have any lead lap finishes? No. I'm going to look on. I don't, I don't think I, so. I think the bit, best finish I've seen has been 26 so far. The big question for me is who's going to be that fourth driver? Because I think we could all agree it's Danny, Kevin, and Brad. But who's the third guy? Ryan Blaney. To me, nobody stood Ooh. out as taking the reins for that. I, I would say Blaney he as runs of so right now. It's not going to be Kyle Busch. It's not going to be Kyle Larson. I only picked Blaney because if it wasn't for bad luck, he would probably have three or four wins this year yeah. on top of just his one at Talladega. I mean, he runs top five every week. I mean, Something yeah. happens. You could say Logano, but he's been off lately. Truex, maybe. I don't know. Truex is a legitimate one there. And yeah. An interesting one to consider. I pulled up to Quinn Hope stats. 37 career cup starts. Zero lead lap finishes. Yep. yep. <laughs> so zero. Zero. Dale, that music should be good now. I turned it down a little Let's over try here. It. Let's try it again. Let's see what people say. Stephanie, let us know. Stephanie. Stephanie Manley. All right. Second question for Hitting the Pits. 
does Bubba Wallace accept the uh, offer from Petty to be a part owner and still drive the 43 car next year? All right, I'm going to start off on this one. Here we go. Call Brandon. To me, why take ownership of a single ship? That's the way I look at it. This is like With the life lifeline. Yeah, I mean, you're going to become a part owner for a team that's basically been struggling to get part uh, sponsorships for, I don't know, let's say the last three years at least, right? So why take ownership of that? When you're going to end up losing money by being a part owner, basically when you're selling all the assets, um, to me, it makes sense to put them in the 42, which I thought originally was going to be testing, but being with McDonald's and all this stuff that's happened recently, I think, you know, that's, I think that's where Bubba ends up. I don't see him going to the 48, which there's been some rumors of as well. I just see him, Chip Ganassi, 42, McDonald's sponsored. Cash app, all that good stuff. Well, you know what? I think I'm gonna disagree with you because you can't you can't race forever, right? I think it'd be a good career move that would maybe make him the owner eventually after Petty drops out. So obviously, Bubba Wallace racing. Well, you never know. Yep, you never or know Darryl what could happen, Wallace or somebody Wallace somebody else Petty. can you know Dale be a co-owner and stuff. So I think oh. in in Bubba's aspect, because let's face it, he's not the greatest driver in the world. So I think he would be. Brandon would tell you otherwise. Well, Brandon's not here to talk. Okay, so I I think it would be a good uh, career move for him for that time he does decide to hang it up, and you know, come out and and start leading as owner or something or part oh, owner. I guess coming out. I want the world to. What do you think? All right, Larry, what do you think? I'm agreeing with Tim again. That's yeah. yeah. I look at it as, like you said, about the ownership factor. If he loses everything, what does he have to lose right now, though? Exactly. Right now, he's just a driver. He's taken out a paycheck. There's no, there's no, um, I don't know what the job security almost. Right. But yeah. if you're the owner, right. you can't fi- you 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 can't get fired. Right. If you're part owner. Well, I mean, technically, you can. I mean, I think it'd be harder though than yeah, if it's just a you're lot under harder. contract. You know what I mean? Right. As just driver only, you have no say in anything. So, and like you know, like we already said, it's not like Bubba is the greatest driver out there. Mm-hmm. So, if you have an opportunity to have ownership, like you said, maybe build something for your after your career. Right. That's what you're gonna want to do. And if you're, I mean, he's already gotten new sponsors from the exposure of everything that's happened. Oh yeah. Right. So who's to say that it doesn't. Beats by back Dre up. or something. It's going to come up to, you know, come up Brand, yeah, crazy. and say, hey, listen, I want to sponsor you. You're a part owner of the team. That All that money's going right to, to your team. Wallace, yep. right to your team. If he's just a driver, he might just get a cut from that. Right. He might not get the, the bulk of the money that he would get. So in the grand scheme of his marketing, of his building his, his brand, yeah. to say that he's part owner, to have your name on the door, even if it's, uh, you know, Richard Petty's name's first and whatever, yep. his name's second or third or whatever, your name is on it. So it's... Everything has to do with you. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's almost your gig then. I, right. I, I can see where you're coming from on that, but then there's the other aspect of, you know, it. if he is part owner, right, and you're saying he's not getting, let's just say he's not getting a salary anymore, you're putting more money into it than you're getting out. You're eventually losing all your money. I mean, we've seen how many of these teams go under. I hate to say it, Richard Petty is probably hurting a little bit. For, oh, for sure. 
So is it kind of, hey, let's give him X amount of nothing to potentially bring those sponsors for, I don't know, maybe three, four years before they start backing back out of it? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a tough deal regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? No matter – I mean, it's – you almost have to look at the uh, – the other opportunities out there and like you said you can see him in the 42 with mcdonald's but i mean it's kind of circles back to what we talked about earlier who would you rather if you're the car owner who would you rather if you're chip ganassi who would you rather have in your car eric jones or bubba wallace eric i've taken eric jones every day of the eric week yep. oh, absolutely. twice on sunday but yeah, he's not so. going to be there because i'm going to outline where he's going to be a little bit later. right now yeah i'm going to change four tires on us also i think uh <laughs> he does this I'm starting to come around to the idea of him being in the 42 car next year when I thought it was a lock to be Chastain. So, yeah, I'm changing four there. All right, final segment here for hitting the pits. Uh, this one might take a little bit. So there's a recent uh, poll question, which I'm actually trying to find here on NBC's NASCAR page. Um, basically, they asked who is the greatest driver of all time, and they asked who is the greatest driver right now. The answer to the greatest driver of all time, according to the people that were polled, was Jimmy Johnson. Finishing second was Richard. What? Kennedy. Third was Dale Earnhardt Sr. And the reason why I'm most pissed off about this poll is Jeff Gordon was not even in the Trying to find it. Fourth is my pick. I mean, we can start that. I mean, are we going to go list. around and say yeah, who let's, are... let's start with you, Larry, here. Yeah. David Pearson. Is oh, he was fourth, actually. David, David Pearson, Pearson was fourth. And, and Kyle Busch was fifth. Whatever my say is, I would absolutely say it's... I mean, the guy ran four full seasons and won three championships. Right. That's he has 105, 105 wins, and he ran part-time for over half of his career. Yeah. I mean, his, his a win percentage in that time frame when he ran for the Wood Brothers is just absolutely astronomical. Yeah. So just based off of the number of races he ran, the number of races he won, and the championships in the small window, David Pearson has my vote. So for him to finish fourth in the in the voting, I was happy to see because I thought for sure, like you said, it would have been Jeff Gordon. Yeah. But, I mean, I have no argument against Jimmy Johnson whatsoever. Because, right. I mean, what he did, when he did it, and that's, you know, that's what, well, I don't, you know, we're going to get your guys' picks on who the yeah. best ever is. But Jimmy Johnson, the competition that Jimmy Johnson was beaten on a weekly basis was not good. is so much better than what Richard Petty and even Dale Earnhardt was beating. Oh, Richard I'm, Petty would probably be last on my list. Yeah, I, I never – I mean, he's winning 150 lap dirt races exactly. at some fairgrounds. That yeah. shouldn't yeah. count as a cup win. Right. But even to the extent of Dale Earnhardt, I mean, a lot of those point seasons when he was winning championships, Kyle Petty was finishing seventh. You know what I mean? Guys like that <laughs> were in the top ten right. points. You look at any year Jimmy Johnson was winning championships, it's Kenseth. It's Edwards. It's Mark Gordon. Martin. It's Martin. It's just the who's who of all guys that are either Hall of Fame, right. borderline Hall of Famers. So just based on the competition and how not level the playing field was, but as opposed to Richard Petty, who had STP and was the only guy with a sponsor yeah. right. that was beating everybody. I mean, everything was pretty much a level playing field when Jimmy right. and Chad just rolled off five in a row. So here's the breakdown. And this, this was voted on by fellow NASCAR drivers, by the way. Jimmy Johnson was number one with 37% of the votes. Richard Petty was second with 31. So right there between them two, 68% of the votes. Senior had 16, Kyle Busch 11, David Pearson 5%. Oh, I thought you said... Oh, so Kyle was fourth. David Ky Pearson Kyle was fourth. Yeah, I was yeah. wrong. I had it mixed up. Okay. So for David Pearson, and I mentioned this when we did, and J uh, Larry, I don't know if you remember this, 
we did a bracket way back in April where we kind of each episode did a round of who we thought was the greatest driver of all time. And I admittedly shortchanged David Pearson. I didn't realize how good of a driver he actually was. Yeah, un- like unbelievably um, good. My yeah. vote for best driver of all time was the guy that somehow didn't even make this list, Jeff Gordon. Um, and to me, it's simply because, yes, he doesn't have as many championships as Jimmy, Kyle, or, or Senior, but the versatility that he took to the racetrack week in and week out um, – None of those top three guys were good on road courses. Was, that's what I was going to say. He's and the only guy that can win everywhere. And short right. tracks. I mean, he could win. He was an all-around. Every week, week out, yeah. he went to the racetrack as a favorite. Yes. And if you told me that when he won his last championship in, what was it, 2001, I think? Yep. That he would race another 15 years and not win another title, I would have said, you're crazy. Yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely nuts. That had to do with, the, uh, that was a lot to do with the, the uh, points changing around. Right. Yeah, but the point system, because on the, on the comments on that, I, I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook or somewhere, I want to say it was Twitter, everybody was saying he would have had three more championships, and they laid out the years that if it was the old right. point system pre-2004, yep. he would have right. won those three championships and extra. Would have and not only that, seven. too, right. though, you got to think about it is, at that point, Jimmy Johnson was coming around, too, so... He's not getting all the best equipment was and everything. The focus put on Jimmy. Exactly. The focus was on Jimmy at that point when Jimmy And was Jeff went through a lot of crew chief changes. You know, Everham was no longer there. Uh, the other Everham leaving was Nobody cheated huge. him up like Ray. Nobody right. cheated up them cars <laughs> like Ray. And it worked. <laughs> it did. It worked. The T-Rex, T-Rex car. Yeah, yeah, T-Rex. But the credit I'll give to Jimmy, though, is to me personally, it seemed like whenever they would change the playoff format, I was like, all right, guys, we need to figure out a way to make sure that 48 car doesn't win the championship again. And then he, would. he did it for and like five or six straight yeah. years. Yeah, five straight years. He just kept blowing it out of the water. He and did. I, I went down the list earlier in my head. I'm like, who won all these championships since uh, Jeff Gordon won his last one? Well, Jimmy won seven. Kurt Kyle Bush. Bush won one. Tony Two. Stewart won three. Kurt Busch won one. Matt Kenseth won one. My point is, the common theme with all of that is they're all Hall of Famers. So it's not like there was a one-off that won a championship. Like, ah, okay, whatever. Right. All Hall of Fame drivers won championships instead of Gordon. So I'm okay with that. Tim, what do you think about the list? Um, Obviously, being a Jimmy fan. Yeah, you're elated because your guy won the thing. Yeah, I mean. It no, is, I said it I, have, is, I have no gripe about that. I mean, the thing is, like, a lot of people will, will see that. And it's just weird. It's coming out now, like, this whole poll when he's doing so terribly. Did you see the tweet from Blake Shelton on Sunday? Oh, having Jimmy come back again yeah. for another year? Yeah. Which, and I wanted to pose this question. It's not on here, but if you're Jimmy Johnson, considering the season he's having, he do talk- you come back for another season? He brought it up. He said, no, he's done. Because he's been competitive. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's he just has the, the, he gets the short end of the stick every time. I mean, Should have won a stage at Darlington, but made a dumb mistake and hit the ball. Dumb mistake, jumped down, yep. But I think he has so much stuff that he wants to do, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, he's yeah. still young enough to where he wants to do some IndyCar races. Yeah, and he's going to do say, some IndyCar races. He loves to do them IndyCars, man. And we he talked can't about wait to it. get in them. We talked about it earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if he does some stadium super truck races down oh, the line, absolutely. too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard so the other day, I, I didn't know this, and I mean, like I said, Robbie Gordon's my guy. When Jimmy Johnson first got, came around and got into any kind of racing, it was in the desert. Oh, you didn't know that? No, no, I, I knew that, but I didn't know that he rode he was the co-pilot for Robbie Gordon's dad, Baja Bob, when he ran the Baja 1000 or whatever. The first time Jimmy ever rode inside of a, you know, yeah, yeah. off-road truck was with Robbie Gordon's dad doing the navigation. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I that's never knew crazy. that. I so, never knew. Yeah, so, I, so there's a tie there, not only with the type of vehicles, but also with Robbie that I could absolutely see him running uh, some stadium super trucks next so year So interesting well. thing about, like, you know, you're talking about the Baja and stuff like that. When I went out to uh, Vegas for – 
obviously 311 day in 2018. Ooh. Um, the Mint was going on. Oh, the Mint 400. Yeah, yeah that's so amazing. I had a friend that went to it this year, said it was incredible. It was awesome going down to like Fremont Street, seeing all the trucks everywhere and everything like that. It was really cool. Well, Dale, what do you think? Greatest of all time? Jimmy Johnson? No, Bobby Labonte. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it not a travesty that Jeff Gordon is not on this list? How is he not on the list? No, I agree. I think Jeff Gordon should at least be in the top top four. I don't Um, understand that. To me, the one that stands out that probably shouldn't be there out of all of them would be Richard Petty, which is crazy to say. Or Kyle Bush, because he's still got a lot to write yet, I think. You got with Kyle Bush, you gotta think of him kinda like Richard Petty. You gotta look at everything as a whole, which is if you think about Richard Petty, yes, it's two hundred cup wins. But to me, it's almost like you're including Bush and Truck Series type races into yeah. his 200. Right. Worse, I'd say. I yeah. mean, think about, you know what I mean? Like you're the going races. Like 15 car races and a dirt track and shit like that. Like when Kyle Bush was one of those Xfinity races in the championship in 2008, he was beating Carl Edwards. Yeah. He was beating oh, yeah. Kevin Harvick. He was beating. Denny Hamlin as a big teammate, guys. like there was, yeah, big name guys. They were there was no slubs like Richard Petty was being, like I said, local guys in yeah. 1953 there or whatever. You know what I mean? That yeah, that raced it. once a year, right? He, that even was if it. you think about the truck series stuff. He's racing against Kevin Harvick. He's racing against Brad Keselowski, yeah. and all the way back yeah. to when it was Mike Skinner and Todd Bodine and Ron Hornady. He was beating all those guys. Right, Boy Jack Sprague at Crafton. Hey, Crafton's been there for a while. Hey, yeah, it's interesting that Dale brings up that point, though, because I believe in our bracket, the finals was Kyle Busch versus Jeff Gordon, was it, it not? It was, and you were the deciding I factor. I was the deciding factor. So we knew what the hell was happening there. If I'm talking from a talent standpoint, yeah, Kyle Busch, but I got to factor in the attitude and the way he drives and how he needs this practice time that everybody else is seemingly getting away with not having. So, Well, I wouldn't say necessarily getting away with not having. I mean, granted, yes, okay, Kevin Harvick's one – what four or yeah. five and five? No, Hamlin. Hamlin's got five. Hamlin's no. I think they both have five now, don't they? I could be I wrong. Think but whatever. Four, it Hamlin doesn't has matter. Five. Um, it, it's just Kyle Busch is a different type of driver. He yeah. he can't go to a track with the standard setup and have that. You know, I'm just going to drive this car. He needs a different feeling than a normal driver does. He wants it looser. He doesn't want it to be. You know, the normal, okay, the car's just going to stay there. He wants it to, to be on the edge. Right, right. More to wreck, than people as they say. are, you know, willing to do yeah. with not having practice. Now, when you don't have practice, you see that guy, you go and you make a little bit of a change, make another little bit of a change, and you can see, okay, he can hang on to this car. That's where Kyle Busch excels. And, well, I hate to say it, but Kyle Larson did the same thing. You know, he wanted something really loose. Yeah. And people aren't. If you're not practicing, they're not going to send you to a track with a really loose car. Right. Well, this next list is one that I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Larson is on someday. But it's the best driver right now. Kyle Busch, obviously, 42% of the vote wins that. He'd get my vote, too. But I think it's interesting when you look at some of the other drivers on this list because, to me, they're not – like, how did Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson make this list? Is no, he should not be on 16% this list. 16% of the vote. Best driver right now, Jimmy Johnson, gets 16% of the I think that's more of a fan base. And Tim will admit, you know, he's having a horrible season. Yeah. Didn't you say this was Drivers driver voted on this. this driver, oh, was uh, it drivers, drivers voted on this? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. No, Jimmy Johnson. It, I think it's out of respect. Really. Joey I, I, yep, I was just about to say the same thing. I think, yeah. Joey I think so. 5%. Denny Hamlin, 16%. I think mm. Denny's really good. I don't think How he ever gets How is Kozlowski not on this list? I'm, honestly. Well, what what is the list? Go, run run down the top. Like, so it's five Kyle Bush forty two percent, Kevin Harvick twenty one percent, 
Hamlin, 16. Johnson, 16. Logano, 5. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Johnson should not be in there. No. Logano, I could see. I'm surprised Harvick doesn't have a higher. What'd you say? 20 21. He's got, ha I mean, Kyle Busch ran away with this one. I mean, but Kevin yeah. Harvick's been great for 20 years. Yeah, you know, I agree and with Harvick. And right. he drove some really shitty Richard Childress cars right. for a stretch there. Like he, sure. he, if if he would have left five years sooner to go anywhere else, yeah, I think he, the uh, wins He's got at least be, two to three more chances. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think Kozlowski should be on the list over Logano. If I'm being honest, yeah. I would say over. You, you take Jimmy Johnson out and you move Brad in. Yeah, that's the way I would put it. Yeah, like I'm gonna agree with what Larry said too, but I think it's just. Because it was drivers that picked it, I think this it's a last year kind of deal. And yeah. so, and hey, let's throw him up there. Like, yep. I mean, he's done what he's done throughout even, the years. That was Truex. So I think it. that's what that was. Yeah, true, true, Truex. Now, if we're talking, you know, recently. Yeah. But anyway, that's the list decided by fellow NASCAR drivers. I don't agree with a lot of it. That's a list, and we're sticking to it. That is. All right. So, fan questions. We didn't really get too many tonight. I don't think we have anything to answer. We already answered the uh, ones we got. Really the last call for questions in here. Michigan, and unbeknownst to me, I was surprised to take a look at this racetrack and see that they've been racing here since '69, right? 1969. It was a great year, and. <laughs> Going further, almost every year since 69 has been a doubleheader race. Well, two races a year, not, not necessarily. Uh, that, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Kelly uh, Arborough, Dale, or David Pearson won the first two. Um, a lot of David Pearson, a lot of Bobby Allison early on. That was one of the best tracks for the Wood Brothers back in the day when yeah, Pearson was. was there. They were they would win because yeah. they would put so much effort when they were not running the whole schedule. They would put so much effort yep. in Michigan because of Ford's being in, you know, the track being in Ford's backyard that it's like, OK, if we're going to win Daytona and we're going to win Michigan because yep. it means a, a lot to Ford. So, yeah, yep. I, I want to say I don't know if he still does, but I'm pretty sure David Pearson is the all time wins. I believe leader he at, is. He's got at one, Michigan. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, nine wins there. Bill Elliott's got a lot too. Bill Bill Elliott from '85 to '80 '86 won four races in a row there. Bill Elliott's one that never you know gets much recognition. I mean, Gary honestly, should. now that you think about it, was Bill Elliott even in our top sixty-four bracket? He was. Was he? Yeah. He, I think he got taken out in the first round, actually. I understand it because he wasn't versatile at all. No, he, he really was. was he wasn't good at short tracks. He wasn't. I mean, I mean, any race that he could have a big motor back in the 80s, that's the race he would win. Daytona, yeah. Yeah, they right, play right, races, right. Atlanta, stuff like that. There was a stretch here from 84 to 89 where he won seven of ten races there, all in Fords. Yeah, so. That used to be a real big Ford track. Like I said, that was like their Which stomping grounds to where Ford. you had to win. I mean, Ra I mean, in the mid early to mid-2000s, Roush, that was that was like Roush's yep. race. It's like Greg okay, Biffle would always win. Oh yeah, Biffle was a monster at Michigan. They're in yep. Texas, basically. Yeah, went uh, 2012 and 13, went back to back, and then uh, won again there. In I saw his name once more. I think it's up farther. Yeah, yeah. Biff Biff was always one that you know never yeah. got the respect that I think he actually. Oh, there deserved. he is. Oh, I thought Greg Biffle was. So on. Biffle went back to back twice there. 
just straight talent. I don't know if anybody like he's on par with Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, just yeah. guys that will just drive the hell out of a race car, get every last ounce of that car out. That was Greg Biffle. And what a surprise Kevin Harvick's won two of the last three races there. Well, Not imagine that Sunday though. Well, Dale, we got to look at the sound effects for next week because apparently they're extremely loud for some reason. Okay. Anyhow, current contest standings. I know Dale's going to want to hear this segment. Say it loud. Um, so Dale is bringing up the rear at 516. Believe it or not, I'm still getting pied because I have 572. Fans are at 573. And Tim Lee is leading the way still with 594. Mm-hmm. So, as usual, Dale picks first. Yeah, and I'm like 60 points back, so I'm going to be picking first for a while. Now, what do we want to do here now for the Pocono doubleheader? We inverted the picking order. Are we going to do that again? No, because I'm lost. Of course you don't want to. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, I mean, the only reason we did that for Pocono was because they were actually doing that for the race. Do we know? Are they're they doing it again? They're doing that again. Yep. All right. Top so 20 gets inverted again. So let's do it this way. We'll do, we're going to invert. 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 <laughs> we're going to invert it based on the finishing positions of our drivers. If they finish in the top 20, we'll invert it. But if you're outside the top 20, you're last or whatever it finishes okay. if somebody else is out there. All right. Makes sense? Sounds good. Um, obviously, the fans are going to have the last pick anyway because, you know, they're going to – they have the advantage already by not having used all these drivers that we have. Yeah. So we'll make our pick um, Saturday night. I don't know if it's going to be live from a hot tub again, but yeah, we'll figure uh, it out. <laughs> we will make our pick Saturday, and then we'll open it up Saturday night, Sunday morning for the fans. Um, Bob Donahue says Greg Biffle's the best driver ever. There you I go. I'd go that far. I mean, straight driver, I would put him. I'm oh, not best ever, but like just driving a driving ability. He real was a likable guy. Yeah, I really think he was one of the best. Plus, you put him in the truck Obviously. again, and he won. One race, won it. Yep. All right, Ted so Grove's you know, got a question. Let's we're talking about picks here. here, so I guess I have to make my pick. Is that where we're at? Yep. Ted Grove's got a at. question, though. Unless Ted Grove uh -oh. types fast. All right, type Ted. fast, Ted. Type fast. No, go ahead. You're good. We'll go through it. He wants to know what Larry's favorite thing about Ted the announcer is. Oh God. So are we? So we're back to Evergreens, huh? <laughs> we are. <laughs> Ted's extremely knowledgeable. Like he's really good with knowing. This guy, where he races, what his home track is, who his sponsors are, what kind of car he has. Like, he's way better than me at that aspect of announcing, of just knowing your stuff, knowing. Like, he prepares. His his preparation is second to none with the stuff that he knows, the stuff that he looks right. into. I just wing it by the seat of my pants. Yeah. I just go up there with no sheets, no background. Yeah. Just, okay, I'm just going to call what I see. Ted Ted does the legwork. Ted does the homework. He knows it. He knows yeah, it. absolutely. Well, like, as, soon as, as soon as we go off air, we'll see how you actually feel about him. <laughs> no, I know. Ted's, Ted's a good dude. Like I said, Ted absolutely puts the work in and knows the stuff. Nice. Well, that's uh, that's interesting, though, because you got two different dynamics there in the booth of you know you flying off the cuff and him, him being doing prepared, research and so. all that. And I can see that working. It out works though. Well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Works, I mean, it's, you know, we 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 certainly play well off each other too. Like me and Emma both said in the past, since it helps a lot that we both got our start with the same guy at different times. Right. right. So we kind of study from the same school of announcing, yeah. the same teacher almost that we had. So like we know each other's tendencies because we got our tendencies from Gene, who right. was the announcer at the time. Right. So that right. so it's almost like an, when I'm announcing with him, it's almost like announcing 
um, as an ex- with an extension of Gene. You know what right. I'm saying? Because he right. kind of Absolutely. speaks I understand the same that. way. Yeah. And Gene was also the same way with putting in the work. He knew all the guys. Right. He knew where the guys were from. He right. knew. So Ted got that from him. Right. And I, I don't know, too lazy, I guess, to really hey, put hey, in the time hey. and work. And I don't. I feel hey, like it's a lot of work. It is a ton of work. And I feel like I'm better off off the cuff like this, like what we're doing right now. Like you know. Not oh yeah, really, it's a lot more. Yeah, fun. you know what I mean. Yeah. Not really yeah. compared with it, and just kind of going with the flow, going, calling like I see it, just shooting. You know what I mean? Adding here and there. That seems to be more of my strong suit. Did he like that? Did he? Did he, he said like he's looking yeah. forward to Sunday. And then he said, appreciate you, bud. Looking forward to Sunday. Yep. Well, I guess I didn't <laughs> you, you read everything except appreciate, so apparently you didn't want him to know that he appreciates him. He appreciates you. We don't you. want it to be an ass kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all, all right. That so was. now that Dale's back from his potty break, he's had a couple extra minutes to mull over his pick. I have well, a feeling you know, I already know who this is going to be. Yeah, I kind of alluded to this pick already. Yeah, so, I talked about um, buying a diecast, right? Yeah. I'm going to get a lot of flack for this one, but I haven't used them yet this year. Uh-oh. So. I'm going to go with Chase, Ella Idiot. Ella Idiot. That is my pick for this weekend. It's a good well, pick. Well, for pit race one, anyway. For race one, um, yep. Could be for race two, too, no matter what. Who knows? We'll and see what happens. Fans, keep in mind, too, if you're listening to this after the fact, we are picking these drivers before we know what the qualifying situation is. So we know it's going to be a random draw like it's been, but we have no clue where these guys are starting. So. I have to fly blind here. Well, actually, I mean Chase. Hold on. Let me go back to that. Um, He's got a lot of top ten finishes. Average finish is 7.6. So, mm-hmm. other than, so 16, he finished second both races. 17, second and eighth. 18, ninth, both races. 19, 20th, and 19, ninth. So, he's on a downward, downward spiral. Right. But... He still beats out everybody else for average finish. I want to say he finished second a couple times to, to uh, Kyle Larson when Larson won three in a row. I think two of those Absolutely. three was he finished second to. Right. Yep. So I'm going to go with the guy that has won here three times. Oh, there it is. And he's also looking to get up the schneid here as of late. And that is going to be the 22 car of Joey Logano. Damn. Ooh. Damn. And I am officially used up with him because I also used him at, I believe, Martinsville. <laughs> Only Penske driver I have left is Kozlowski. Uh, I guess that leaves me, huh? That was <laughs> why, don't you read, why don't you read it off? Burn through a lot of them. Yeah, I burned through a lot. So Tim has used twice, which means... Here, and hold on, reuse. here's the thing. I burned through a lot because Jimmy got me two points and two races at one point. <laughs> So it was a really rough week. It was a really rough couple of weeks for me. Tim had a few uh, single uh, point outings. And there. you're still leading the points too, so that just shows you what the hell are you two doing? <laughs> don't, all, yeah, all don't. Year. right. And guess what? Guess who gets the last pick every week now? Me. Yeah, but see, I, I've used a lot of like off the cuff guys too. So like yeah. you know people that you wouldn't think of. So I still have some I of those big call name Denny people Hamlin left. And Kyle Busch off the cuff, but well, yeah. Kyle Busch this year kind of yeah. sucks. So, and Eric Jones is one of the ones I used twice, which is kind of ironic. Matt so Kenseth, too, twice as yeah, wild. Yeah. I actually used – I'm the only one here that used Kyle Larson, I think. I like ballsy picks, though. Like, I like outside the box, like a Matt yeah. Kenseth pick. Like, yeah. Well, the, like that. the week I picked uh, Tyler Reddick, that was insane when he was running yeah. like second or third. And that was Kentucky? Yeah, I think it was. Did you hear what I said? No. I think I'm the only one here that used Kyle Larson. Yeah, you were because <laughs> I didn't want to use him up early. I used him in California <laughs> when he hit the goddamn wall, of course. But, yeah, Tim Kent used Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, and Martin Truex Jr. 
And after this week, who else can't you use? <laughs> right, let me see if I actually have mine there. Kevin Harvick. No. Told you, I have a, I have a Guys, what are we waiting for here? We only have about 17 races left. I'm going with Ryan Blaney. Oh. Ooh. That's the actually your first sir. use of Ryan Blaney. Mm-hmm. I've used up Ryan Blaney. He finished, what, two uh, last year? Where is he? Where did he finish at? Somewhere ninth, on the track. Ninth. Um, I will say when I'm looking at uses here. Ninth and fifth, here, not the last. You and Tim are kind of sitting pretty because you could use Harvick and myself and the fans can't. There you go. You're welcome. I can only use him one more time. What about Tim? Uh, Harvick, I haven't used Harvick Yeah, yet. Tim used him once. Tim's got one. Did I use him one? Yep. And of course, the time I used Blaney was when he sucked as well. Wah, 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 wah. Me too. At, I used him at Bristol. Larry, you got a pick for the race on Sunday? Well, the first or Saturday, I guess. Yeah, we'll use Larry's first pick as uh, we'll add it on to. That's our tradition. I guess we could do that, yeah, right? Yeah, we did it with Brandon. We did it with Jay. What well, are we, we going to use that as the fans? Yeah, we'll use that as a fan pick. All right, well, then here's Well, we'll start it off. We'll, we'll do the same thing. We'll let we'll post it up, and then whoever his pick was, if they have, if it's a tie, we give it to Larry. Well, let's do pick. this. Let's do this. Larry, you get the fans' first pick. Fans, fans will get, get the, the pick, pick for yeah. the second round. Oh, like yeah, that. that's a good and idea. We'll end, that, we'll end the fans' pick um, Saturday night, and then we can't pick whoever the fans pick. Right. Okay. So it takes it out of our Okay, pick. sounds good. Good idea. All right, All right Larry, Larry, you're you on the spot. can't use Martin Truex Jr. or Kevin Harvick. Or anybody else that we just said. Correct. Okay. So, who the hell? You oh, guys. Ella Idiot's off the board. Blaney. Dono and Blaney. It's long overdue, and he's been running he's going. great every week. Saturday, Wood Brothers win number 100. I, I knew, I knew exactly. I saw it coming. Yep. I, I saw it coming. <laughs> I seen him on the list on uh, – I used Yeah, because you used him once. I'm the only one that used I'm him, like, yeah. <laughs> I used them at Bristol. And like I said, they've – back in the day with David Pearson, they put a big emphasis on Michigan. They still do. Because, yeah. I mean, that's that's Ford's – like I said, that's Ford's backyard. Yeah. You know what? That might be the fans' best pick so far because all they're doing every week is using Kyle Busch, uh, Denny Hamlin, I think Kevin they're using Harvin, the favorites. Truex, yeah, I know. Brad that's all. They're using favorites. So that might be their best pick. So we took three Penske cards, the three of we us. We did, yeah. Yes. So Hendrick Island over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one that I'm usually on. No. Yeah, it's true. It is very true. It <laughs> is right. very true. So fans, get ready to vote because, of course, as I mentioned, this is a doubleheader weekend. Actually, the next two weeks, Michigan, and next weekend is Dover. So you're going to make four picks in the next seven days here. So while we're on the topic of Dover, what's the mileage for those races? Does anybody know? I haven't seen yet. Let me yeah, I don't know that up either. quick. That's I know exactly what it is. Oh, you do? Then yeah. why'd you even ask? Because it's the best band ever. I know both ever. Michigan races are four twelve or three twelve. It's the best band oh, ever. <laughs> Which anybody will tell you, three hundred eleven miles at Dover is excruciatingly long. One of the toughest tracks they go to. I was gonna say not to watch. I actually like. I enjoy oh, I love Dover. Races. Oh, my wife hates Dover. Really? She, every time we've ever like, she's gone probably four or five times with me down at Dover. Every time it's the. 180 lap green flag run oh, okay. where they got to pit twice. You know what I mean? It's like she's never. I mean, there's been some good Dover races. Yeah. It just so happens that she's never yeah. there for the good ones. Now, see, the I one time I apologize, I, I misspoke. We have the Daytona Road Course next weekend. Then yeah, the I was Dover doubleheader. My bad. But um, while we're on the topic of Dover, I actually went there the one year with one of my ex fiancés. And this is shit. We're going back like 15 years now because I was third time's a charm, obviously, right? So. Um, we went down, we started driving down to Dover, and it, 
Saturday night, we're driving down. We're like, all right, we're going to stop at this hotel where we always stay for uh, the car show that we go to down that area, Low Rollers. And we pull into this hotel. Everywhere else is sold out. I'm like, I know the shitty hotel where we stay at. Go to it. They're like, oh, we're sold out. Shit, what are we going to do? So the guy goes, well, hang on. We have one room that's not usually rented. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, that's what you want to hear. That's he's a red like, flag we'll immediately, you, right? So we walk into this room. It's shotgun murder room. That's what it sounds like. Well, Pretty much. They yeah. had to pick the headboard off the ground and put it back on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell nobody stayed in this room. And after for you were done, they had to like, replace the headboard again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's on vacation. Cause 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 di- that's because Diane smashed his head but, off the wall. But no, it wasn't Diane. This is before Diane. Um, oh, I didn't. It, it was I, the I, other I, fiance before Diane. I no, before actually, two before that, the first fiance. Dale's I'm learning so much three. tonight. In case you guys are wondering, Dale's been engaged three times. So, but Dale, hey, someone Dale. said I love you three times. No, it's been more than that. He I did it for senior. Put a ring on it three times. <laughs> oh, oh just put a ring on it three times. Yeah, my bad. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say is, it was the weekend that I got my Bobby Labonte pit board. Oh, really? Pit board. Yeah, it's in my oh. mom's basement still. The Bobby Labonte pit board. You're talking about the sign they waggle when they're coming yeah. down pit road. Uh huh. Okay. That's cool. So this weekend at Michigan, and Tim, I don't know if you heard me or not, but I misspoke. There's actually the Daytona Road Course Yeah, first, I, I did hear and you. And then the two Dover yep. races. That well, while we're on the Daytona Road Course. Total uh, shit show. Again, that's going to be. But oh, yeah. It's going to definitely be a shit show. Without practice, it's going to be awesome yeah. to watch. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like the Enduro on Sunday yeah. at Evergreen. If you come to Evergreen Sunday, we're circling <laughs> back to Evergreen. That's yes. a preview for the Daytona Road Course because we get no practice. Yep. We're the, our first laps are going to be under green just like these guys are going to be awesome. on the road course. I'm well, checking to see wild. if Boris is well, available for that. Well, here's an interesting thing. Alex LeBay, who was 16th in points, who's no longer in 16th in points in next first now. Because he got docked 75 points Bastards because testing. he actually <laughs> practiced his Xfinity car in a SCCA road course, uh, yep. basically, you know, open track session at Daytona on the road course last weekend. Yep. So he's docked 75 points. The team's Wait, been fined a lot What did he do? He, do- he dressed up his Xfinity car to look like an SCCA car and entered oh, it in the SCCA event. Then- was it a, was it a road course? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, on the road course. course. It was he was on the road course. course. He was trying to get laps. Nobody else is getting any laps. So oh, he entered his bastard. Car. No, that's sneaky. amazing. Like that is sneaky, man. That's great. Yeah, no, for sure. Like did he also was... jump the fence or cut the fence? I have another one here. That's awesome, though. No, that's hey. Yeah, that's that's like back in the day when they when they said you can't. Uh, I forget what year was it that they didn't allow you to have. Was it grease on the back bumper in at Daytona and Talladega or Crisco. something, right? That's so, what it was. so, so your your teammate put grease on the front bumper. Yep. <laughs> so that and then they bumped you. Yep. Like how? And then it like got to the back it's bumper. you got to be. I like to put shaking. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it's that's crazy. next level. Thing. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's right? it. That's it. The old Jose Canseco motto. Yeah. All right, so we got the doubleheader weekend this this week at Michigan. Uh, trucks are going to go off on Friday. Xfinity's at Road America on Saturday. And my question to you guys is, would you like to see this part of the cup schedule? It's a four-mile track. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Road America too. is one of the premier road courses in yeah. the United States. Right? Definitely. And Absolutely. They always consist – every year, the Xfinity cars go there. Yep. They put on an excellent race. Yeah. Yep. Now, that's in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, Wisconsin right? Yep. Now, no, I love that track. I mean, those, those races in the Xfinity when they're there for those four-mile laps, basically – 
somebody who's winning the race necessarily on the last lap is not coming back and winning it most of the time. Right. So it's awesome to watch it there. And honestly, another track I wish they would go to is uh, up in Canada when they do that with the trucks. and Yeah, Mosport. Yeah, Mosport. When I re- to me, Montreal was the best race yeah, for Montreal the Xfinity. Was awesome. the yeah, Montreal awesome. The Montreal Xfinity race was absolutely I've never the, seen it. Oh, never it was it. it was great. It was like through the um, – it wasn't really in the streets of Montreal – but it so was it was like, like a right legitimate through. road course. Oh yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, was, that's cool. Yeah, it was really, really. It was. Uh, I forget what happened. Something with politics. Something with getting the race. You that's know normal. What I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, I remember, politics uh, ruined everything. Yeah, for sure. Paul Tracy would run that race. Yeah. Um, was it Jacques Villeneuve? Because Gills was. Yeah, dead yeah, Jacques Villeneuve. Yep. And some of those other guys and and all the big Cup guys, like you know, like you were saying, if Boris said was available for Daytona, like Boris yeah. would enter a car. Ron Fellows, Robbie Gordon, yeah. they would all be there for that one Scott Pruitt. Xfinity race. Yeah, yep. Scott Pruitt was awesome right. on those tracks. Oh, for sure. Larry, we talked about this last week, but is there any tracks that uh, the Cup Series no longer goes to that you'd like to see him race at? Mine was the Milwaukee Mile. Yeah, the Milwaukee the Mile. Never went to Milwaukee, did they? Uh, Xfinity definitely did. Maybe. I don't know. We, I just, don't. we, we were talking about tracks that should be added to the uh, – Cup schedule. It's well. I mean, you brought up Road America. I know. I don't know if Cup ever went there back in the day, like in the '60s or whatever, when they first opened. Like, I don't. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm not sure. But in modern era, they haven't. But that would be my number one. Yeah. Number one vote. And I mean, tracks to go back to. There's not many. Rocking I mean, up. I guess the Nashville Fairgrounds, which they're talking which, about yeah, coming back to, happen. that would be yeah. I guess, of of places that had hosted Cup races in the recent past. Yeah, I would, would say the Nashville Fairgrounds would be number one on the list because right. Everybody loves short tracks. Sure. And that's. Iowa is always one that stands yeah. out for me. I would love to see them race Iowa. Bring back the Rock. Ronnie is it Nino. too far gone though? Like, it is. is it like Wilkesboro? And it's I think too Dale far Jr. Gone? could put something together. Here's the he thing: I think with all this pandemic for, stuff, I think everyone's going to start opening their eyes and saying, "Let's go back here. Let's try this back. Let's get this back. Let's get you know, this is where to, to not a lot of people are backers. watching us here. So let's let's bring it let's all back it. over here yeah. and do this and do that and go over there and go over here. Well, I think our next thing that we're going to talk on here kind of speaks to that where. We might see like maybe a thirty cup car t- uh, series next like year. Oh, yeah. the whole page. So you got the Levine family racing team Combined. selling their cup team, which of course is the ninety five car, which was driven by Casey Kane, Matty D, and most recently Christopher Bell. We're in Pennsylvania without Levine. So, to you guys, is this an indication now that Eric Jones is out of the twenty and they're going to bring Bell into that car next year? 100%. So do you want me to run down this uh, list of what yeah, I we'd like you to We'd like you to walk down it. Nostradamus here. Um, I've seen them all on Facebook and Twitter, too. So let's see how yours stack up, because some of them are so wild. You're like, what are these people even talking oh, yeah. about? All right. So, all right. so here we go. I say Chastain stays with Spire, a.k.a. meaning he becomes the 95, because allegedly Spire is the I one that, that bought that car. Matty D is going to end up in the 48. So we're going to put him and Hendrick in the 48. Reason being is Matty D is that likable, personable guy, good-looking guy. He fits the mold of a Hendrick driver. Um, he's in a one-year contract, so it's a prove-it year. So he's doing good in that car, not necessarily saying he deserves to be out of that car because he doesn't. But I think the 48 would be an upgrade for him. Sintrek then goes to the 21 because it's basically a Penske satellite, and now there's no room at Penske other than that. Um, Bubba's going to be in the 42 with McDonald's back in him. He's not going to take the part ownership because, like I said, you know, why lose money? Um, Clint Boyer or Eric Jones to the 43. That's 
where I'm saying on that one. And then the 14s, where it's up in the air, it's either going to be Larson or Briscoe. And me saying this, I know I didn't put anything in the 20 with Eric Jones, is because um, I think that's where Christopher Bell ends up. So, with, you know, this happening, so... Yeah, I mean, that's, those are my picks. yeah, those make sense. Like, there's none that was kind of, I mean, Matty D to the 48 was kind of, but the way you explained it, I could see it happening. Yeah, and somewhat of a stretch, but he yeah, pulled you, his back right, in on it. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he's certainly capable of going to that ride and, and performing and he, well for Hendrick. Right. He's right. a likable guy that will, like, Ally, Ally could get behind him. Yes. Or Lowe's. Or any sponsor, yeah, any, any sponsor, you'd be happy if. Exactly. if if Matt Benedetto was representing you know, your company. He's going right. to be one that's going to connect with the fans, connect with the company. So it's not a long shot there. Like Eric Jones, he's not one of those guys that's out there pounding the ground, the pavement, or anything like that to meet people. Yeah, and it's not like he has a big fan following exactly. either, no. Eric Jones. Not like right. the Benedetto. Yeah, so that, that's my picks for what's going to happen. There. Dale, where'd you say you had uh, Jones going in that scenario? Um, I have Jones going either to the 43 – or the other one that I did not put in there where I could see him going is probably, like, uh, front row. Okay. Something like that. That's rough. I, I don't That's know. That's a steep fall. It is. But, but really for is. some reason, I just see Eric Jones putting on that L.A. fire suit next year. Well, for the but look at look at the point standings. You're going to take somebody. Well, obviously, it's not that much of a downgrade from Jimmy Johnson, who's, like, 16th. But Jones is 19th in points in a Gibbs car. Here's the thing, That's though. Won a race last year. Where was it? Darlington, right? Daytona yeah. night oh, race. Oh, Daytona. Darlington was a year prior. Last race before the playoffs this yeah. year? Yeah. Daytona yeah. night yeah. race last year. Yeah, and that's going to be Ricky saying. Stenhouse Jr. Yeah. making his way Slick into the Rick. playoffs. Slick Rick. Slick Rick. He is legitimately the best restrictor play yes. racer there is. Yes. Besides the Brad Kozlowski. Give me Ricky. Give me Ricky all day. I mean, Ricky's probably going to end up on the rollback, <laughs> but. Yeah. At the end of it, at least. Checkers are wreckers. So I'm already saying I'll be at last po- point. Uh, Last place <laughs> at that <laughs> point. Anyway, so Ricky Stenhouse. Pencil him in, Daytona Oval. Yep. Pencil him in right now. Hey, I might even take Elon Day for the Daytona road course. Who knows? We'll see if he gets a ride. And you said Matty D to the 48? Yep, Matty D to the 48. I like that, although I, st- I still think Eric Jones is the one that gets that ride. I could see it either way. I could, you yeah. know, I could absolutely see it either way. Yeah, definitely. See, this is the one year where Matty D signing the one-year deals might come back to bite him because – to me, he's been a disappointment in the 21 car, if I'm being honest. No way. Really? I really think he has. I mean, Ryan Blaney was winning races in that car. Yeah. One. It took him. It took Ryan a while, though, to get, yeah. you know, to get his feet underneath right. him. Like, it took I mean, him. it's essentially a satellite Penske car, so you would think he'd be up there mixing it up with Logano and Kislowski. Well, look at Almirola. Even at Bristol. I mean, he didn't really impress there. One of his yeah, oh, he was definitely disappointing at Bristol. Yeah. That's for sure. I, you like know, coming off the All Star race. Yeah, coming off a second place, you know, in the fall last year, you yeah. thought for sure. In the '95 car, which yeah. we just talked about, no doubt. Yeah, I don't know. To me, Matty D's season has been a disappointment. I have to say that uh, if if it comes down to him or Jones, I'm taking Jones on that one. Yep. I like Matty D, but I don't think he's ready for that type of ride just yet, if at all. Right. All right, so time to jump down the So we've had a lot of uh, NFL guys opting out of the season. Um, I personally have yet to see a big name actually say they're not playing. 
but the deadline to opt out is tomorrow. And we've had some false positives, I guess you'd say, with uh, Gardner Minshew and Matt Stafford. Yeah, that that was interesting. It almost reminded me a little bit of the Jimmy Johnson yeah, thing. Right. Like, you know, both of these guys test allegedly positive or whatever one day, and then magically yeah. they're off the list the next. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Stafford to me was the biggest name other than Doug Peterson. Who? That's <laughs> <The test> positive <laughs> there, but apparently Minshew said the COVID virus is afraid of him. Yeah, Minshew mania, man. Everybody's <laughs> afraid of him. Minshew mania, Jesus. He's something else, I'll tell you. Uh, I don't know. What's the situation with these guys if they opt out? Like, what's their salary situation? Are they getting 50% of their pay? or? I have no idea. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I I think there's a whole contract written up for them and all that right. for this. Like because they knew this. Obviously, they you know everything's been pushed back and postponed. So I think they know everything's gonna got to change a little bit for just this season, if the season even happens. Right. I'm curious. I don't know who your guys' favorite teams are. Who's your Cowboys team? for me? Cowboys. I see yours. Redskins. Well, I should oh, say the, the Washington, Washington football <laughs> team. The Washington <laughs> football team. That's gonna take team. a little getting used to. It is. I'm definitely buying a jersey. Like I, I wanted said, it. It's got to happen this year. So yeah. And you know what? While we're on that topic of the Washington football team, um, I saw a report today that the Red Hogs is potentially where they're going. Jesus, I like it. I like the Red Tails when they were brought. Red Tails, yes. Red Tails. Red, red wolves. wolves is the one that I got by yeah. half. You know, what'd be great. The Redskins. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> put separate red and skins. Yeah, or put or skins red. Make it four skins and make four that skins red. make uh, that red. <laughs> red skins go. and it's just like a red potato yeah. rocket yeah, ship. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like red red skin potatoes. Um, we got some baseball news too, of course. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals are the new Miami Florida Marlins of baseball oh. with the, <laughs> the new right. COVID hotspot. Uh, apparently, uh, Ben was it Ben Molina? Yadier. 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 But you don't know Yadier Molina. I really? know Yadier Molina. So, but what's he on his seventeenth year or sixteenth year? Something yeah, like that. He's still like the best catcher ever. He's not the There's best catcher ever. Really? Yes, really. Who, who, who do you think? I don't. I'm not. I don't know who the best catcher ever is. Pudge Rodriguez. No, Yadier is better. Buster Posey's better than Molina. He just got a better name because you know <laughs> you could change that to something else. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so Tim, the Yankees have the best record in the baseball. Well, I Is mean, we've been uh, we've been going on this for a while, so uh, I don't know now. So I'm pretty sure they were losing to the Phillies like 11 to four earlier. So pull it up and look they were eight and one earlier, so like they might be eight and two now. And then they're playing the Phillies again, so they might be eight and three by the end of the night. Who knows? But the, well, they're one eight one and two. The they're eight, the they're right eight and two right now. What is it? One one in the bottom of the fourth. Yeah, they're eight, eight and two right now before the end of this game. Goddamn I mean, stars suck. Like yeah, usual, the Pirates are losing right now. Baltimore seven, they lost. I mean, the next the next best team is, it, well, in the AL East is uh, Baltimore at five and five. Yeah. So I mean, they're just breaking five hundred there. But I mean, then you got you know, silly team like Boston who is three and eight. They're yeah. they're they're just been terrible this year. Terrible. Eleven seven was the final in that 
And they only was played, it? They only played seven innings. Do we have a Red Sox fan at the table or no? no. Nobody would be in my we house. Red Sox you are. No, no. I, I like <laughs> my favorite lying. team is my favorite team is the other Sox, and they won six. The White Sox. Yeah, Sox. White Sox. Yeah, yeah. they lost me That's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, what do you mean? What? They lost me a lot of money. On what? Uh, I making bets on them. On the uh, you're betting against the, them. The, yeah, no, I was betting for them. Oh, okay. Oh, that was that. That was one of their losses. Yeah, it was one of their losses. They haven't lost since, huh? What was it, yeah, last week? Lost, they won yeah, six it was a couple in a row. weeks ago or something. Okay, yeah, because yeah, they won six in a row since yeah. then. They're losing now, I just checked. One uh, up. Yeah. So, Tim. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. Home run for Judge. A three-run shot. And just like that, his seventh home run of the year. I think he did. So, while you're looking that up, um, I'm just going to say the Pirates effing suck. That's hey, if I wasn't a Yankees fan, I'd tell you right now I'd be a Pirates fan. Well, yeah, you'd be disappointed like I am. Yeah, Judge and Gardner both hit one. Gardner hit another one. Yep. So he's there. had three hits in the la- in, since the start of the season. They're all, They're all, all three hits have been homers. Yep. <laughs> and guess who just picked him up on his fantasy league? You. Wait, there's actually a fantasy league going there's on? Ben- yeah. So just to put that in perspective with Judge, with the seven home runs, uh, Bryce Har- Harper hit one today. That's only his second. So, yeah, and Judge had seven. Seven. He's hit. He's hit. He's hit seven in the last six games. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. Home run for Judge. A three-run shot. And just like that, his seventh home run of the year, and the Yankees are trailing 11-7. Right. No, exactly. First time he had a really good pitch to hit. Right. Yeah, he did not miss it. Said, right down the pipe. Play. Speaking of MVPs, and this I was an absolute laser. The Brewers bench Christian Yelich because he's well with that so swing. Oh, he's really? bat like oh, Austin Davis. He's like oh eighty eight. He was a high draft pick in in in, uh, in the draft too. Like over, he was over three with Big three strikeouts last night against the White Sox. So Big disappointment this year. Hey, the Marlins are back in action tonight. Finally, Red Sox are up five nothing on Tampa. So, you know what's interesting about that, uh, Josh, you're a Braves fan and that. I, um, I actually heard that through the grapevine that they think that, um, who was it? The f- was it? I forget. Maybe it was the St. Louis that they actually got this COVID stuff from the Braves How? because their locker room was God like. damn it, Atlanta. A- abysmal. Like, it was disgusting from what. It's a brand new stadium. That, that's what I read. I don't see how that's possible. They didn't even play yet. It's all hearsay. Where's that coming from? Well, maybe it wasn't them. Maybe did the Marlins play them? Was it the Marlins played the Braves? And no, the Braves opened with the Mets, and now they're playing the uh, Blue Jays. All right, maybe maybe they're playing the Blue Jays. The Buffalo Blue Jays. The Buffalo Blue Jays. They're winning. Blue Jays are. Uh, yeah. Nice. As far as the Braves go, all I could say is, uh, from what I've seen on social media. All the Braves fans seem to think that the season is done now since Mike Soroka's out for the year with a torn Achilles. Probably their best pitcher, I'll admit that. But, um, you know, they, they have a good young lineup. Apparently, it's such uh, a short, uh, short season this year. Right. I mean, the NL East itself, the uh, best team in the NL East is the uh, Marlins at 4-1. and one. <laughs> Based which, off a of win percentage, They've right? only is played five games. Win percentage, yeah. Which they're, the they're uh, 800, 800 win percentage. Which, uh, yeah, know. right. But I mean, then you got Atlanta right, right behind them at eight and four. Actually, the Marlins are the Marlins couldn't play. Back. 
Marlins couldn't play because of all that that stuff that went yeah, on. It's actually funny that now that you say, I'm looking at the standings and the Marlins are in first at four and one. No, yeah, four and one. They have a better winning percentage, but they're still a half game back of Atlanta. No, they're half game ahead because Atlanta's eight and four on this. Yeah, they're they're, ha- they're half I'm up, looking at. half up. Marlins well, Larry, are half up. You can up. confirm what I'm looking at right yeah, there. Yeah, I definitely see it. Says it has the Braves in first. What are the did the Braves game finish today? And no, they're still playing. I don't know. I have four and one. I have four and four and one for four, one, <coughs> Miami. Well, here's the problem: the Marlins have only played five games. Exactly. The, na- the national exactly. stuff. He was That's listening. what I was talking yeah. about. Oh, okay. It was the nationals that right because they had a bunch of people test right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they it was them that. Well, Juan Soto was another one that had a a, po- a false uh, positive. False positive. So, I think we're going to see that a lot this year. Oh uh, yeah. In baseball and especially in in uh, football too. Hey, listen, if you're in a fantasy football league. Get it out. Seeks to be your first pick because you already had COVID. You can get him again, though. Supposedly. We'll see. I don't think you could. Not in the same year. Because the the commissioner of baseball has already uh, announced that if they can't control, if these teams can't control this outbreaks, they're going to shut the whole season down. Which is unfortunate, but I really think that that's the trajectory. I think it's what's got to happen. Honestly, I mean, though, you put an asterisk at the end. Whatever you want to do with it, yep. I think it's just got to. You just got to shut it down. Wait until next year. Everybody, stay safe, stay away. Do what you got to do, and and figure it out next even year. Even if even if they have it to where like this year counts, like these games count towards next year. You right. know what I mean? If they're you know towards the 160 right. game right. season or whatever, however many games you play, that's less than you're playing next year. Right. And your record carries over to where it's like right. So where this year doesn't mean nothing. So right. if you start off good or start off slow, at least there's you know, but I mean, like a baseline what was it? For uh, next year. Uh, two, what was it? Two thousand something? Nineteen? Uh, the baseball didn't have a uh, World Series. That's ninety four. Ninety four. The White, the White Sox would have won that. The White Sox would have won the AL that year. Well, they yeah, played the they, Expos. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, I know, they, they, I know, they had I the know. best <laughs> record in the AL or whatever. But I mean, year, but that, and yep. nobody ever says, you know, nobody ever brings that up. Oh, you know, they, they, uh, my Lock team should have won, or this, yep. and that, or you know, no asterisks on '94. It just, you know, it just didn't happen that yep. year. I think this is where we need to go with 2020 and say, you know, just cut our losses. Let's keep everybody as safe as we possibly can, because obviously you're not going to be able to control this, because these players are, you know, a lot of them are prima donnas who think they're more than they're worth. Yep. They're going to, oh, I, I'm so-and-so. I can do whatever I want. And, and I think it's just going to be worse with the NFL. Yeah. Oh, God, you know, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I, mean, that's why I think. players spitting on each other. That's why I think the exactly. NFL is going to have, you know, the, I don't even know if they're going to be able to get off the ground just for that reason no. of guys that just, just don't listen. Right. You know, and it's just right. so many guys that think, like right. you said, that they're above, they above think they're above everybody everything. else. And, that, and that's all it is. And, and you need to realize that, you know, this is to a point, this is actually very serious. And you may be, you know, the cream of the crop. You may be, you know, one of the you know, toughest, healthiest people in the world, but, I mean... The virus don't care. The virus don't give a shit. The virus don't give a nope. shit. Nope, Nothing. not at all. Just I mean, if you, if you do go it. and look at these baseball standings, is there anything really surprising that jumps out? Yeah, to me, it's kind of par for the course. No, I expect Well, you got to remember, pirates. there's only 60 well, games I mean, this I wouldn't year. Say the fact I that the Cubs the have a four-game lead already. Well... White Sox in second, under 500 last year, and to be yeah. in second place early, I say they're uh, they're the third best third best Cubs uh, record in the in the AL right now. The yeah. White Sox. Here's so the thing: though, you're talking a 60 game, game season, lead. so everybody that ends up finishing high usually has a great second half. Yep, it's right. There's a couple teams that'll run good in the first half, and then. You know, fall apart. Injuries or whatever's exactly. going to happen. Right, yeah. right. Happens and every year. This but year, this year, though, you, 
it, it might just be happen. you just run through. If you yeah. start hot, you there might you not can be, be that hot. All, you no. can be hot for forty games, and that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah, you win thirty of the forty, you're in the postseason. Yep. Yep. You know, twenty five of the forty, yeah. whatever. You know, yep. which is you know, it is what it is. But I mean, I I know other people will say about you know putting an asterisk on this year, which I mean. Do you blame them? I don't. An asterisk. Idiot. You got to put like a. You got to put something on it. Well, they're adding more teams in the playoffs too, right? Because I mean, you also got to say, you know, this all this stuff happening. Like, it's not like anybody controlled this and said, "All right, 2020, we're going to do this." Yeah. And we're going to screw up the whole sports season. Well, you might as well have said that. Which that's why I say, just shut it down. It started with Kobe dying, and now all oh, this. Shit, yeah. Yep. Kobe's Kobe died before the world went to shit, so he picked yeah. a good time. You yeah. know, right. not that he picked it, but you know what I'm saying. Like, no, he picked, picked right. was, No, he picked it. Like the world was normal back then. He picked then. the right year. Yeah, for just sure. like who was it? Kenny Rogers knew when to fold him. Yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he was out. Yep, he was it. out. That was the right. greatest yeah. thing to ever On do. On that note, yeah. So that's gonna do it for season two, episode nine of the Average Joe's podcast. We have to thank uh, Mr. Larry Spencer for joining us. Appreciate the time, brother. Absolutely. Anytime you guys need to fill some air or whatever, I'd gladly come back. It was a real good time. And we're going to be back with – it's going to be an interesting show next week because we got to recap Michigan and preview a brand-new Daytona road course. Right. So Facebook Live, Anchor, all that good stuff coming up next week. We appreciate you guys joining us. Take care. Get out to uh, have a great race. Two o'clock start.